0: Hmm. Recorded live. About all the changes I put you
1: through I look up and see you're still there Keeping me from falling and lifting when I'm down Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: Grace, Lord, God bless you
3: Well, praise the Lord, my sister. God bless you, and thank you, thank you. Glad to see you and have you and Dr. Freddie in the house this morning.
2: Amen, amen.
3: How are you all this morning?
2: Very well. Uh, I know Dr. Freddie was on uh, Faith with the Mustard Seed. I don't know that he's with us at this moment, but he did come on and do his broadcast this morning. Okay, well,
3: let's put on some more jams, and let me uh, prep myself, and then I'll be right back.
2: Okay, just uh, bear with us a moment, everyone, while we get the music going again.
3: Thank you very much, my sister. Mm-hmm.
2: A sweet spirit in this place. There's a sweet spirit in this place watching over us and healing us. Hold on everyone, the music's coming. There we go. Uh oh. Dang it, dang it, dang it. How do I cancel that? Oh no. I just did a mistake. Jesus. Jesus, how do I do that? <laughs> Mm. Hey, you know what? I forgot that I could play and From you the-
3: Production. Shout out to
4: Jimmy
0: Production.
2: If you so- <laughs> The Lord and Savior's no longer dead.
4: The Lord
0: and Savior's no longer dead. Mm-hmm.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah, okay, we're going to keep it going, praise
0: the Lord.
1: I did not know, but I was sure. And believe the plan you gave was so secure inside of me. In latter like days, I found failure done. Complacency And to pull me down They wrestle deep Inside of me Now the past is gone Staring me Right in the face Asking me If I am sure Now when I need Rain to endure There's one thing That I can count on To help me make it through, I am not myself. Yeah. Oh, when like I get to I got 'cause I'm here, here to serve I, I, I feel it. For I remind myself. Now yeah. my savior's yeah. all. It seems like I have it down. I've stood through it all, yet they're still trying to come around, trying to guarantee this day I'm gonna fold, and the battle starts all over again. Now when I need to know for sure, there's one thing I can count on. To help me make it through while you talk to myself. I talk to the Father, kid. Keep in my heart what I gotta do. Cause I'm here to serve if my heart gets away. Before I waste another day, I kneel and pray. This is all I really mind myself. Sometimes in this world, challenges come, and emotions get carried away, but in faith be strong. And do his word hold? And if doubt comes, guard up yourself. There it is, I remember. Gotta I gotta remind myself what I've been called to do. What I've been called to do. Yeah. Sometimes I gotta remember. Oh yeah. That you call me, Lord call me, Yes, it is, me. And I you just so low, yeah. oh, God. Yes, I do oh. Can you help me say what I've, what I've been called to do? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Sometimes, sometimes I gotta remember. I gotta remember
4: that you call me. You
1: call you call me. me. Yeah, you know are oh, my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can keep it I gotta do I'm I you. Oh, sweet. I not me day. <laughs> If you let me, this is how I remind myself i to remind myself I do, i to remind myself I've been annoyed, it's do, but just all to do what you call me to do I'm remind myself. And I'm gonna take Call me. Call me. And I'm I was lost and alone in a cold, dark world. No peace
5: in life, no freedom could I see. But little did I know I had
1: a friend somewhere. I to bring me up. will be change my life and set me free. I'm so glad that someone me. for me in the things that the world can see, but no knowing tonight would all pass away, that's because someone cared not to pray for me, I'd like to start in the place today. somebody prayed for me, they had me on their mind, they sacrificed their time, they filled out their needs and prayed for me. They pray that's not to bring me out That he could take my life and set me free I'm so glad that someone played for me Somebody played for me They had me on their mind They set the mind that's mine They fell them on their knees and play for me They'll There's no doubt that's not to bring me out That he could take my life and set me free I'm glad that someone played for you. I'm glad that someone played for you. Hallelujah you. When they took me down to the water to be baptized, By me being a small boy, I was afraid to step out at all.
3: Hallelujah. Got my keys in my hand so I don't have to worry about what he had after a while. I praise him this morning for being my alarm clock. I mean, he's on time. I may not be on time this morning, but he was on time and waking me up, no doubt about it. (laughs) Because when I rose up, it was 7 o'clock. And it makes me want to sing that song. In the morning, when I rise in the morning, when I rise, I'm going to rise holy when I rise. How many of you all rose up this morning holy? Well, I rose up holy this morning. Hallelujah. And what I mean by that? I mean by amen, I ain't talking about that old shirt I got on with them holes in it right now. Yeah, whole, I ain't talking about that. So I don't get it twisted. I'm talking about waking up holy in righteousness. And you ought to want to tell somebody about amen, your holy righteous experience. Hallelujah. There ain't no danger in the water. Let's see what happens. What happened? Amen. Shama. You better put that telephone on my channel. Put that telephone on the channel, baby, so you can be a part of what God is getting ready to do today. Amen. How many need a breakthrough from the Lord this morning? How many need something from the Lord this morning? I need something from him every day. Yes, 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 yes. I'm in love with him. Hallelujah. And I know he loves me this morning. And he loved us and he proved his love for us by dying on that cross. They said it was an old rugged cross, amen. It wasn't just no any kind of cross. It was a rugged cross and it was the cross, amen. He had all of us. He had us in mind when he went to that amen. And he's not gonna get up on the cross no more. He's gotten up on mm-hmm. that cross. once and for all. If you think he's gonna come up you know, so many people got it wrong in their religious belief this morning. They think that God is gonna save them out of the sky. They're not looking for a man in a boat. The man in the boat came, the man in the helicopter came, all type of folks came to save that man that was standing there in that flood. Well, he didn't get saved God about it. He might have got saved Amen, when he made the St. Peter house. But they out of that, and all that water, he drowned. And I don't want you to drown this morning in your thinking, but I want you to know that the Lord, amen, he destined you for such a time as this. And the only way you're going to get what God has for you, you're going to have to, amen, get into fellowship. Get into fellowship of righteousness. Amen. So many times I hear so many people, when I minister to them, they say, I'm going to start back going to church. Well, start back going to church is a righteous thing to do, but I think you need to start where you're at. You need to start right where you're at in repentance. You need to cry out because the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7, Godly sorrow, what does it do? It brings forth repentance. And repentance means having a change of heart, a change of mind. He, he, he wants you to change your ways this morning. When you used to go down to the do Drop in. you can't go down to the Dew Drop in, no and tell them, man, I'm saved. now, nah, uh, I can't be hanging out with y'all. You don't need to tell him nothing. If you save, your action is going to go before you, and it's going to let everybody know that, man, it's been a change in you know, Bobo. We ain't seen Bobo, man. I saw it. They were headed down there to the church. Hey, aisle. Amen. well, we getting ready to go to church this morning. Hallelujah. And I want y'all in here. Shama, you in the church with me this morning, Shama? Hello, Shama. Are you in the church house with me this morning, Shama? I didn't hear nothing. I ain't heard nothing. I'm, I'm listening for you right here online, but I can't hear you. I hear you back there, but I don't hear you on here. Yeah. I am. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, can you greet the house and say good morning or something? Hello?
4: Good morning, everybody.
3: Good morning, everybody. You so nice and nice. Bless me, Shama. Amen. I do praise the Lord. I know y'all wondered, y'all wondered how that experience went the other day when I lost my mind over that... Uh, uh, what the name of that thing, Shawna? Huh? Huh? I so said, what's the name of that that, that uh, um, social media junk that everybody get on? Uh, Twitter. No, this was on, uh, let me see, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, Twitter's one of them. I ain't one on Twitter yet. Shawna, you got a Twitter account that I can come and look in?
6: What'd
2: you
4: say?
3: I said, do you have a Twitter account? No. Do you have an Instagram account? I do. Okay. Do you have a Facebook account?
4: No, sir.
3: Oh, thank you. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. I'm so grateful that you don't have all them accounts because I would have to counsel some of them assignments on them accounts. Uh, I'm looking at how social media. Here it is. We don't allow the landfill. I mean, today is God's day. That guy was truck let not open up that mouth and dump all that junk out of my driveway. So if you're not going to let him dump that stuff, well, you be trying to mop all. you be trying to shoot. you be out there fighting if that man uh, you know, start opening that truck up. And you gotta What are you doing? I'm getting ready to dump my load. I'm too full. What? You can't dump it right here. You'll go in there and I'll take over the man's truck. I'll take over his truck, and I'll deliberately drive his truck to the corner away from my house. I'll tell you, now, you can dump it off around here. You can't even dump it on the corner. You're not going to dump your trash, your garbage on my street. And neither are you going to dump your garbage through social media in my home. You know, that must be a standard. Raised against all this sin that we are allowing this morning to enter in our homes, five-year-old with computers, grandson, mother called me to tell me about I need to do something to, about my grandson. He's just mad. He's just
5: mad.
3: I was so glad we shut off the telephone. Stop my problem. What Grandpa told you to bring in his grandson last week, week four last. Well, why why, why you can't bring bring him the grandson so Pope Paul can uh, get him to sleep with him in the bed and stuff and and pray over him and and help deliver uh, him from all those different spirits that he have to deal with that mama allowed to enter in, and now you want to blame it on the baby. Stop blaming all that pedophilia and all that stuff about the child being bad. You need to take a look at your own life. And see what you do in the house before your children, and if you would check yourself second corinthians thirteen five the biggest problem is Matthew twenty matthews twenty two twenty nine these uh, these people are in error because they don't know the scripture. the word of God said that you do error for not knowing the scripture we need to know the word of God, knowing the word of God will will show us the ways of God. Then we can do things of God. You can't do the things of God. If it's not in you, you can get it out of the book, but but just, just because you got it out of the book, is not going to make you do it. You need to get it out of the book and get it down inside of you. Mm -hmm. Good morning, family and friends again we're so grateful God bless our producer sister I couldn't call you sister Freddie Lynn
1: <laughs>
3: sister Robin Lynn hallelujah God bless you my sister glad. sister Freddie must have just jumped online when I was getting ready to call you Freddie Lynn <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh,
3: and Freddie Lynn good morning Good morning, Sister Freddie. This is what I was telling Sister Rabbit Lee and Freddie Lee. And you- <laughs> God bless you.
2: God bless you.
6: Good morning.
2: God bless you. God bless you. I see you made it to the new, the new number. Uh, God has given great increase and in advancements and all of that. Greater
3: exploits.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yes, then we the Lynn, you tirelessly work, uh you tirelessly work to try and uh make things uh, uh make things smooth, you know, you're a smooth operator. That's what we're gonna call you. A smooth operator. Doctor wow. Doctor Rodin Lynn. So when does she get to be a doctor? The doctor because people like you she had a point and click for you because you wasn't smart enough to do it for yourself. So yeah, that's what you do. You go to the doctor when you can't figure things out. And so it is what it is, as what Craig said. He said it is what it is. And that's the way it is this morning. We're so grateful, amen, to be in the land of the living. Uh, I feel wonderful this morning. I look at, at 7 a.m. and I run into the office. I run into the study. And I wasn't ready, but I was ready. I was here. Amen. And I'm I'm, I'm grateful uh, to be here this morning doing what God has chosen me to do. God has chosen every one of us for his good pleasure. And the reason that we don't have pleasure in our life or our own self is because you have not done what he called you to do. He wants to straighten me out. He wants to cleanse me. Just because he washed me yesterday don't mean I don't need to be washed again today. Don't you know when you go out amongst these people, the monks, the filth and the scum, I mean, these are spirits in the earth. And then sometimes all of us say, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. You're feeling like that because You've entertained an unclean spirit. You know, I entertained two of them yesterday. Just as wretched as they can be, but they knew how to say God, God. Anybody can say God in Jesus. The devil himself knows about God in Jesus, and they wanted me to do something for them for so they wonder. And I told them, No, I'm not. I, I, I'm not a technician. I don't. I, and then I said, Well, I'm telling a lie, so I turned back around. I said, I couldn't do it by the time anyhow. to put detail, detail. Some people, you some know, some people, you know, them, mute your phone, honey. some people, you know, allow them, you don't know, give your blessings to them. When you, and another thing, don't be shaking hands with people.
2: Sister yes.
3: Thready is on the line. Where is she in at? Say that again, my sister.
2: Where is Sister Threddy in on the line?
3: Sister Thready I'll talk to. You.
2: Okay. You she, want to be giving everyone the number out to
3: this it. one? She already had it. She has it, sister. She, she got it yesterday. Okay. I give it, I don't right. talk to you. know, uh, it's,
2: And make sure you announce it over the air because you're broadcasting live on
3: Vice Live as well. I announce it all through the program. All through the program. I, know, I, know.
2: I was I was sitting there looking. I was like, I hear her, but I won't see her.
3: She's right here. And, and yes, by the way, before we get started, we do want to uh, let you know that we've switched. And our number is 319-527-9029. And your access code is 1134 And, of course, you know, we're on TalkShoe. And the number is 724-444-7444. And the ID, 111253. And it's easy. All you have to do is point and click. If you can point and click and get to Facebook, you can point and click and get to uh, social media here at our conference call. That we want you all to be a participator, and as Shama said, not a crouch potato. <laughs>
1: oh yeah,
3: Shama say, Shama. <laughs> Shama say there are a bunch of potatoes. I said, Shama, what's the difference between those that are not and those that is? You see, you are know Because <laughs> a potato don't do nothing. In order for that mm-hmm. potato to become anything worth having in your house, you got to cut him. Or you can put him on a hole. And if you put him on a hole, you understand me, you ought to wash him at least. And then, if you don't want to wash them, you still <laughs> can. A potato is to be eaten. <laughs> so, we bless God for Shama. Shama called me a potato. She said, you're, you're being an ice potato, Daddy. And I guess that means I don't want to do nothing. Sometimes we have our days where we don't
2: want to do anything.
3: But I am addicted to, you know. And when you are addicted to the most high, regardless of what you want to do, you're going to have to let him have his way. Uh, Barbara Knack always had a song. She played right uh, there. Uh, uh, you remember the song, Let the Lord Have His Way? <laughs> That's Barbara Knack's favorite song. And I want you all to uh, look up Barbara Knack for us. We tried to contact her. If anyone see her on social media, you point a click her back, You point and click her back to Robin Lynn Production. You tell Barbara Knack out there in the world that Robin Lynn Production, Apostle Anderson, Freddie, all of us are looking for her, and we can't seem to connect with her because we love her, we're praying for her, and uh, uh, we are supporters of one another. And we do appreciate all the support that you all give us here at Family Friend Production, amen, Fellowship of Love and all the different ministries that the Lord has uh, provided for us to be able to reach you all. We're trying to reach the mass, you know, so it won't be no excuse when you stand before the Lord and say, well, you know, there were so many churches out there and all of them was doing this and doing that. Then he's going to say, well, what you were doing, I was trying to find a church. So uh, why did you pass Robin of Productions? production? She had a lot of churches on her on her list out right there. You couldn't find nobody. I didn't like all them, especially that, that apostle. He just talked too much. So uh, what was he talking about? Mm-hmm. Ah, he just raving and raging about God and Matthew twenty-four. I didn't want to go through that. Well, you don't want to go through that. You're going to go through it anyhow. So <laughs> if you're well, pushing uh, three-
2: well, sir, it's come. See that time of day already. and need you to pray us on out so that we can carry on throughout our day I'm back again tomorrow.
3: <laughs> well, I don't believe I'm going to go anywhere for a moment. So if anyone want to go, they can go. It's okay, just- well,
2: this is what I need you to do because I need to close out the broadcast.
3: So I need you to, you don't don't have to,
2: to, to- close out, <laughs> out for me, please. I know I how to close start to start to start it
3: up, Robin Lynn. I know how to the, close. Out. If I, you have
2: I'm closing, to close.
3: Oh. Listen, sir. Oh, sir right, Look. I'm not going to argue. Roderick, listen to me, please. We are on the air live, okay? We're on the air live. If you want to close it out, close it out. I'm still on. You can't close me out. I'm over here on, on talk to you. Close out, sweetheart. If you want to close it, close it out. But I'm finna to open up, okay? So close it out. God bless you. Love you. I'm going to
2: open my script uh Apocalypse Anderson. Close I out.
4: Close
3: out. Apocalypse. Stop talking. No. Go, Go ahead. I'm listening to you, sister. I'm listening to you.
4: You stop talking.
3: I am
2: only closing out the live portion. So for the live portion, I simply need you to do a prayer for me, a closed-out prayer, and then I'm going to play a song, and then you all can continue on.
3: Okay, Sister Robin, man, I misunderstood you. Please forgive me. You know, we can. It's, it's thank a, you. A, please. If I
2: need you to follow the, the directions of the producer, always, please.
3: Okay, okay, Sister Robin, man, don't be so, so harsh and rash. I still love you. Do you love me?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Father, we thank you this morning. <laughs> Oh, we thank you this morning, Father, for your wisdom, for your love, for your patience and your kindness. Thank you, Father, for having patience with us, Lord. And, Father, we ask you, as we go from our program into, Lord, our room of praise and fun, we ask you to be with us, Father. Father, cover us with your blood, hide us behind your cross, lead us into righteousness and truth, and we're gonna do what you call us to do in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Amen. Thank you, my sister. See ya. You are
1: go, let God have His way. You wanna let go and let God have His way. You wanna let go and let God have His way. You wanna let go and let God have His way. Yeah. You wanna let go, and yeah, let go have way. Yeah, I feel like having some checks. Somebody up there going through some situations right now. But I got some help. So the hell, what they need to do. You wanna be a you want God to move. Here's a little something that you must do. Don't wait for tomorrow, tomorrow may be too late. Let go, let go, let God have his way. Hey, you wanna let go, and let God have his way. Oh, you wanna let go, and let God have his way. Stop trying to figure it out. Let go, and let God have his way. And let God take control, yeah, let
0: This session is no longer being recorded. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, MacLazul. Good morning, good morning. God bless everyone.
6: Can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Apostle Anderson,
0: are you there?
4: Okay, he, he told me to call in because I wanted to share. Um, oh, that I, am,
3: that, that I am. Good morning. Good morning. God bless
4: you. God bless God you, you Apostle. It's good to see you this morning. Good to see you. Uh, see here and hear you on the line this morning, everyone. So, Apostle, you probably, know, I, uh, I have a testimony. Not only I have a testimony, but I want me, to share okay. about Go Hold ahead.
3: on, just me, just Hold on. Let me let me do my opening scripture this morning. Let Go me ahead. do my opening scripture, and then no you can come after that. Is that all right?
4: No problem. No, our recording has started.
3: Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our opening scripture is found in Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the ground of praise for the spirit of heaven is that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Father, we thank you this morning that you have glorified this line. We thank you this morning, God, that you've covered us, Lord, from our head to our toe. You have anointed every one of us to be here today. God, we thank you that there is no weapon formed against, Lord, which you have started against your prosper. We thank you, Father, Lord, that we humble ourselves to one another, Lord. Lord, I humble myself before the line to every individual on the line, Father, Lord. I humble myself that you may use me, Father, in such a time as this. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord, that every person on the line, those that are far and near. Those that we hear your word this morning will be healed and be set free. And, Lord, as our sister come this morning, Lord, an explanation, explaining, Lord, about this book, God, we pray, O oh God, that it will bless our ears and it will cause us, Lord, to... Be a part of, a, a God, with what her book is, Father. We ask that you strengthen and bless the woman of God, Father, Lord, and that you, Lord, give her ideas, Lord, that you bring in, Father, Lord, that that is needed, Lord. Lord, we thank you for her being on the line. We thank you for our wonderful producer this morning, putting these things together, pointing and clicking, Lord, and leading us, Lord, to speak her with your word, Lord, Touch, bless, move by your spirit right now, Father, Lord. Let nothing, Lord, be done, Lord, out of self image, self will, a self glory, but get the glory this morning as you grew up by your people. We pray this morning. Hallelujah in the most high Jesus. Hallelujah. See God bless you all again this morning. Amen. We thank God this is the overflow room. And over here in the overflow, we have fun. We have my maiden. We have Mother Ballastine, we have Sister Freddie, we have Sister Robin Lynn, our doctor, amen, the doctor of point and click. She can get you wherever you want. If anyone want to do any producing of any kind or you want to be able to start your own show, there's not one person come on the line that she has not point and click for. Hallelujah. So we praise God for her. Get in touch with Robin Lynn Production. And we have a new call number where you can get in at 319-527-9029. And the access code is 113419, 113419. Please, you all do call in three one nine five two seven nine zero two nine. 319 527 You all in the U.K., uh, Robin Lynn Productions, she has a set up where you all uh, will have a phone number where you can call from Switzerland, the U.K., Germany, anywhere are you at in the U.S.? If not, you can come through Talk Shoot and we can see you in the chat. So, either way, it comes, you come and bring your testimony, bring your prayer request, bring your need. This is a line here. Amen. We'll praise God for Dr. Freddie Wilson. Hallelujah. The man of faith, that mustard seed. They made it back off the vacation, probably resting up a little bit, but he will be back on the scene. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God bless Sister Freddie this morning with us, and at this time, we want to hear from Power of Forgiveness. Our sister, hallelujah, who we've been, all of us, Sister Lane and I both, we've been in touch with her for six by several years. So come on, sister, and tell us what the Lord is doing through your ministry this morning, if you will. God bless you,
4: Apostle Anderson. God bless you, uh, Robyn. God bless everyone. I'm so excited because I can say I'm author of Roslyn M. Jennings from the Power of Forgiveness Ministry. Apostle, uh, it took me eight years, two months and twenty days to give birth um, to the two books, and um, the book is called Forgiveness Goes Both Ways. Um, I want to share my my testimony before I talk about the book because I went through a lot of, uh, warfare to give birth. And I say birth, spiritual birth to this book. I did not know that I would go through so much just to give spiritual birth to a book called forgiveness goes both ways. Um, based on being in ministry for eight years and teaching on the national forgiveness, going through a lot of, um, Obstacles and challenges in my own life, and myself have to forgive and let go. It has been a process. Forgiveness is a process, is a healing process. And um, I just want to thank God, uh, Apostle. It's nobody but God has given me the grace, uh, the mercy, the strength, the wisdom, um, to the revelation to go forward and to produce this book. First, this book called Forgiveness Goes Both Ways. Um, my, my testimony, it goes. My rejection was my protection. My rejection mm-hmm. was my protection. Um, I knew for years that I was I, I supposed to have been writing, you know, supposed to have been writing books, but because I um, had to overcome the challenge in, the challenge, the challenge of writing, that was the one. Challenge of me, you know, to write, and also um, another challenge that I that I found out in March of this year when I started writing is dealing with um, how to set up the format, you know, the, the the manuscript. I mean, I knew how to get into Word to type a letter and read to me, but I never knew how to do a draft, a manuscript, you know, and so that was a challenge. So I had to overcome that, and I had to overcome the the fear. Um, the fear of failure, because I've seen a lot of people, uh, a lot of authors that I know wrote good books. apostles. they wrote they wrote good books, but they um, because they was lacking the marketing plan, because they was they was lacking um, knowledge. The Bible said, "My people heard lack of knowledge." After a month or two, I didn't hear about their books no more. So I said, "Lord, I don't want to go through the same thing they have gone through." I realized they didn't have the marketing plan and they didn't have the right people helping them to market their book. They didn't know they target audience. And so um, I had to overcome a lot of those things. And so I got a word, it was like another confirmation that it was time for me to write a book. And so the book that I really wanted to write was based on losing my brother last year. But um, to the, the person that was supposed to um, help me to publish it they said, well, go ahead and hurry up and write something quick. And I knew it was about the measure on forgiveness. And so, like I said, I could overcome writing. I didn't even know how to even go in Word to do a draft. And so I got me a, a disk drive, and I went to the library. Thank God for the library. They were very patient with me, understanding. I didn't know anything about, you know, going in and formatting a draft. And so I, I wrote down my title. <laughs> I wrote down everything that I wanted to talk about. So now I, I needed to, you know, go online into the work and save. And, and so I needed help with that. So I thought the person was going to take me by the hand. Certain things in life you do need, like a mentor, to want to take you by the hand. I never wrote a book. I didn't know anything about writing a book. And so it was very new to me. It was foreign. It's like anything else in life you, you overwhelm and you intimidate it because you don't know what to do. And so she wasn't patient. She wasn't understanding. But I thank God, even though she her, she thought her assignment was to publish my book, it wasn't. Her assignment was to encourage me, come on, and motivate me to take action, okay, because faith without work is dead. So many people got books in them, but they haven't taken the action. They haven't written it down. They haven't gotten a disk, uh, the, the flash drive. They haven't went to the library. And, and start you know writing their book the stra- the draft and so i started writing and i just went with everything i I've, I've, I've taught and learned throughout the eight years on forgiveness and i and so i had to fire her because she was very impatient and you don't need that much pressure when you're writing a book and it was all new to me and i didn't really a lot of things i didn't understand but thank god i understand now and i asked god to bring definitely helpers bring people to help me help myself because I didn't know anything about writing a book. And I did not know something that a lot of people didn't tell me. The publishing industry is a cutthroat. It's a, it's a, it's a greedy industry because a lot of the publishing industry people want to make money off of you, okay? They'll charge you a $1,000 or more to write your book, which you don't have to pay that much. Um, They charge you all this money and it's like everybody's making money off of you. And so when you write a book, you have to educate yourself about the book, learn about the book cover, learn about the format, proofreading, editing, um, marketing. You have to know about um, the marketing. You have to get a marketing plan. You have to know your target audience. Target audience of people that need what you have. Amen. My target audience is people that want to forgive. Okay. I'm not just trying for the body of Christ. But I'm fine for anybody that wants to forgive. So you have to know your target audience before you can do a marketing plan, and you know to get the book out there. And so also you got to know your royalties. A lot of the publishing companies, what they doing is they charge you a thousand dollars or more, and then you, you um you when your when your book starts selling. They make all the money, and you hardly get anything. I know a lot of people that wrote good books because the the company took the money they pay and the royalties, so that's why I've learned how to self-publish books and help others to self-publish. So When you self-publish, you get your own money. And the the lowest you want to get is 70% of royalty, depends who you go with. 85% is 100%, which you always want 100%. Excuse
3: me, my sister. Excuse me. Excuse me. What I want you to do
4: is, excuse
3: me, I want you to minister us on the behalf of the book of forgiveness. And what I want you to do with the knowledge that you have right there, I want you to get with Rod and Production, and I want us to air this so that you can speak to a more larger audience. And I want you to give it Robin Lynn Production because, you know, that's what she is, she is a producer. So get with her with all that beautiful knowledge because certainly we know that. But we have uh, people on the line that are listening, you know, and they really would want to hear about the power of forgiveness. So if you would please, and like I said, you know, we're going to hear, we're going to hear that, we're going to hear what you're saying right there, regarding uh, uh putting it out and what to expect in return to come back to you. We want to hear that on another platform
4: when no we problem. can all
3: be there and then be yeah. on a larger platform than what we own this morning. Is that okay?
4: No problem. No okay, problem. So thank Introduce thank yourself you for
3: again. Problem. Yes, introduce yourself again to the audience. Let me give the call letters again where they could call in. You all that are listening this morning could call in three one nine Five two seven nine zero two nine. access code 113419. And we are here listening to our sister, Sister Jennings, Rosalind Jennings, uh, originally from Buffalo, New York. Uh, I believe she's now, I'll still tell you where she's at. I believe she's in Jersey.
4: <laughs> Thank and, you, Possible. I'm originally from South Oslo Park, Queens, New York. Thank you, Possible. I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank God. Um, uh, we, we, we're talking about the book that uh, it, it took me eight years, two months, and twenty days for. Forgiveness goes both ways. Now, the reason why I wrote this book called Forgiveness Goes Both Ways is it, it was based on two scriptures: Mark eleven twenty-five to twenty-six and Matthew six verse fourteen, fifteen. And I'm just going to read one of the scripture: Mark eleven twenty-five, twenty-six. It says. And it, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. And Matthew six fourteen fifteen 14, uh, 15 tells the same thing. Basically. God is telling us as his daughters and sons that if we want, we want God's forgiveness, we want God's grace, we want God's mercy, that we have to do the same for others. So forgiveness, but come on, goes both ways, amen, based on those two. Yes. And so if we want God to extend his grace, his mercy upon us, we have to extend grace and mercy upon others, amen. And so I, and I wanted people to understand that in life you've got to forgive yourself. You've got to forgive others. And then there are times in your life you have to go back and apologize to people, okay? And so I'm going to just go through the table of contents so you can understand what the book is about, amen? And so the chapter one is the three areas of forgiveness, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, going back and apologize to people. Chapter two, the three reasons why people cannot forgive is because the spirit of pride, the spirit of anger, in the spirit of bitterness and in the spirit of offense. Chapter 3, forgiveness in marriage. Chapter 4, forgiveness in family and, t- and also dealing with generational curses as far as in family as well, I talk about. Chapter 5, forgiveness in ministry. Chapter 6, forgiveness and sickness. Chapter 7, forgiveness in grief. Forgiveness, um, I talk about uh, a caregiver because I was a caregiver. Forgiveness, like the caregiver needs to forgive and, and confession of the caregiver, okay? I talk about God's forgiveness. A lot of people think God is angry with them. No, God is a forgiving God, okay? In chapter 10, forgiveness in, um, in business. Chapter 11, forgiveness during the divorce process. And chapter 12, talking about the evangelism belongs to God, not you. And then I talk about chapter 13, um, confronting family members, so-called friends, so-called ministers who are not supportive to you in your time of sickness, grief, or, or your time of need, okay? then are not talking about uh, Chapter 14, forgiving your parents. Chapter 15, forgiving, forgiving from a distance. And then I, I'm going to add on um, a uh, book uh, dealing with an author. And so many authors need to forgive their publishers who didn't do right by it now, okay? Mm -hmm. And then in the book, I have a forgiveness exercise that where you you write down your name, because so many of us need to forgive ourselves. You write down who you need to forgive and who you need to go back and apologize. It's it's, it's a a, a forgiveness prayer, and you stand up, and you pray it, and, and you renounce things, and you rip it up when you finish, and you walk in the power of forgiveness. Amen. If you're still struggling, because forgiveness is a healing process. And so that's when you can contact me and I help you to go through the process just like Apostle Anderson helped me. I went through the process when my, I lost my mother back in 2010. So sometimes we all, yes, it's God. But God works through what? People. God uses certain people for certain things. So my assignment is to help anybody that's dealing that's hurting and, and, and they just they know they need to forgive, but they don't know how to. And so, um, based on all the hell I've gone through and I've been there. It was nobody but God's grace and God used Apostle Anderson and you know, and at this time you do need somebody to walk you through the healing and forgiveness process. So, um I thank God for allowing me to give birth to a, a life changing book called Forgiveness Goes Both Ways.
3: And I'd love I love you this morning because once upon a time there was someone on the line, I forgot who and what it was, but you called me, and they were doing something or saying something about me, and you straightened them up, and you said, No, not the apostle I know, I don't quite remember, but one thing I can say is that the lady that we're listening to she' had so much hurt, and people would just push her to the side. She had not always she was standing confessed and say that she I'm not always understood. Sometimes you can reach out in love in a place of hurt and pain. And if you that are reaching don't reach the right way, you can do nothing but hurt the person more because if you're trying to straighten them out or you trying to uh uh, uh, uh you trying to get them to overcome and you're telling them that what they need to do, this and that. But you don't understand my position, Sister Freddie Robin Lynn, all of us, all of us that are on the line, and you all that are listening out there, far and near, no one understood you when you were going through what you was going through. I've been here in the life of every person on the line, and I praise and I thank Him through you all deliverance and healing. I got delivered too, now. Now this is a two way thing. Now it goes so (laughs) quick. Yeah, you know, it ain't like I'm sitting here like I'm already delivered and set free. No, 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 no. I am healed by his word, and being free is a thing that happens daily because, like I was saying, You left out of your house yesterday. You went out there in the world, and don't tell me it ain't somebody looked at you like you had something on you as you're looking at yourself. Or someone said something to you. You have to be healed on the inside. Sister Freddie, no. Sister Freddie, no. Sister Freddie said that the people were ridiculing, they were just abusing Sister Freddie. But when Sister Freddie put on the garment of praise for the spirit of is when she began to look within herself and say, hey, Can't nobody make me be can't nobody make me be what they want me to be? It is what it is. And Sister Jenny, no doubt about it, Sister Robin Hood, walked through so much hurt to this very hour. You know, all of us on the line. Is, look how the enemy trying to come in. We want to come in? See, this is what we need to realize. I become subject to Sister Jennings. I become subject to Rabbi Lynn. No, 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 no. We got it twisted. Apostles, bishop, they walk in a high decree. But listen, apostle and bishop, it don't mean that you're supposed to be lording over another soul. He only put you in the position and gave you the knowledge you have, amen, to bring along with us our sisters. Where in the scriptures do we find that the sisters wasn't powerful? You know, Queen of Sheba came to King Solomon, and she bought a whole bunch of junk with her, but King Solomon loaded her down with some more stuff. Take this. So it's a give-and-take situation. What Sister Jenny just saying this morning is that through the power of forgiveness, and this has always been her topic, if she preach a message, it's going to be about forgiveness. Why? Because this woman has said here, she can give you testimony for imitate the rest of, we would have to have a whole <laughs> month. <laughs> because she will tell you how the hurt just kept raining, rain of hurt. Sister Robin Lynn, rain of hurt. Mm-hmm. Sister Fetty, rain of hurt. I praise and I thank the Lord this morning. See, the enemy didn't want us to get out there like this, Sister Robin Lee. Look at the devil now. Look at you now, Satan. Who gets the glory now, Satan? Jesus. You get nothing. You get nothing. The enemy tried to get me twisted in my thinking to think that Robin Lee is saying something else when she's doing what she always does. She closed her line out with prayer. Ain't nothing wrong with my mind. It's just the Bible tells you that Satan, what did it say in the scriptures, Ephesians 6 and 10, what did it say in James 4?
4: That's right. Is it the so all
3: these laws, mm-hmm. you know, and we have to get together and we have to make a book from the standpoint of us because every one of us could be a deposit into a book because we realize that the scriptures are so real Look what it says over there. And I've been I've been working with Jay, Jay I went back to Jay in the first chapter, but I'm gonna bring it back to you in a minute. And I wanna open the lines and I want uh, to allow some injection, you know, to be injected when you when you uh, uh finish a uh, similar summarizing the thing that you're talking about. But Jay the fourth chapter, the first thing he asks is what what come wars and fighting? You know where all this mess come from? Here you uh know, we are in the presence of the Almighty. But all these wars and fighting coming to this, they won't come and fellowship with you, Sister, uh, uh, sister Jenny, because they're not ready for truth. They're not ready to let go and let God. They're not ready for forgiveness. When people are ready for forgiveness, and when they are ready, they'll come. You know, it's like I told to and I said, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Don't bleed the line of thinking that, you know, I don't want nothing twisted. I want to be in peace. I came here in peace this morning, and I will leave in peace. If it means that I have to be wrong when I know I'm right, I'll just go on and be wrong. I'm not going to let the enemy get out here. And, and, and then people put a mouth on, 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 on speaker and said, they don't give them a fight. Well, you are fighting lie. There ain't going to be no fight here. We're going to make it right. So I am just so blessed this morning, hallelujah, to have you here, amen, uh, in the studio with us online, live, speaking from the standpoint of uh, uh, the power of forgiveness. And if anyone could tell you about forgiveness, let a woman tell you. Men's go through, but you got to remember, it took nine months to get him here. So if it was nine months to get him here, you ain't, you ain't labored nine months. So it was a lot of forgiveness to bear you, and I know that it was. Go ahead, my sister. And then I want you to uh, allow the sisters to, uh, I want you to take a break and ask them questions and stuff so that we can get in right here with you. And then we're going to come and we're going to pray uh, an, a- an affirmation prayer. Matter of fact, let's do our affirmation now. Let's Amen. do the affirmation now. Is that all right, Sister Jennings? Sure. Okay, Hallelujah. You know, the, the, the importance of the, uh, uh, affirmation is affirming God's word over ourselves and others is very, very crucial because it speaks life into our spirit, our body and soul. Take to heart the forthcoming scriptures, and we will understand the importance of speaking out loud all A some of the following scriptures over yourself every day. If you speak negative over yourself and others, you are speaking the word of the enemy, and those words will hold you in bondage. The word of God said that faiths come more quickly when you hear yourself quoting, speaking, and saying the things of God. You will more readily receive God's word into your spirit by hearing yourself say it out loud every day. Then if you hear someone else say it, hearing yourself speak the word of God out loud every day for 30 days will change your life. Is that right, Sister, Sister Jennings and the rest of my sisters? Do you think that'll work?
4: You are right, Apostle.
3: So then, faith cometh by hearing the word of God. We need to hear the word of God. Romans ten seventeen. death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18, 21. For the tongue can kill a nourished life. Proverbs 18, 21. I say unto you, with every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof the day of judgment. For by the words thy shall be justified, and by the words thou shall be condemned. Matthew 12, 36, 37. For with the heart a person believes trust, and in reality on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteousness, accepted of God, and with the mouth he confessed, declares openly and speak out freely his faith and confirm his salvation, Romans 10.10. 10. I recognize by faith that God is worthy of all honor, praise, and worship, and the creator and sustainer and the end of all things. And as my Creator, I confess that God made me for Himself, and the day I therefore chose to live for Him, according to Revelation five nine ten, and Revelation four eleven, Isaiah forty three one seven verse twenty first verse. I recognize by faith that God loves me and chose me in Christ before time beginning, according to Ephesians one. One seven. I recognize in faith that God has proven His proven His love to me, and sending His Son to die in my place, whereby every provision has already been made for my past, present, and future. Thank you, Father, needs through His representation work, whereby I have been quickened, raised, seated with Christ in the heavenlies, and anointed with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. According to Romans six eleven. Romans, the 5th chapter, 6th verse to the 11th verse. Romans 8, 28 to 39. Ephesians 1, 3. Ephesians 2, 5 to 6. I recognize by faith that since I have received Christ as my Lord and Savior, I believe God's word that he has received me. Adopted me into his family, whereby he has assured every responsibility for me. Hallelujah. Adopted me into his family, whereby he has assumed every responsibility. My body is acceptable for the Holy Spirit, redeemed, cleansed, healed, delivered, and sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to stop there, and I'll come back. Amen. Amen. And I'll, I'll, I'll bring the rest of it. So now we want to bring back our sister to the line, and don't forget to uh, uh, to uh, allow uh, to allow your audience to uh, give you some feedback. Go ahead, my sister.
4: Um, I just want to thank God. I want to share a quick testimony. Um, five years ago, when I was in a rough place in my life, and Pastor Anderson uh, was telling me to speak life because so I was I was going through so much warfare, so much poverty, so much witchcraft in my life. Nothing was working out. And, and and I was really, it was really hard to me keep to keep the confessing the word when I was seeing nothing the opposite. And he kept telling me, life and death is in the power of your tongue, Rosalind. And because I was so angry and frustrated, not with him, no. Um, he was always a, a mentor, always, a, a you know, a, a big brother in my life, I was just so angry and frustrated because I just lost my mother. I was, you know, it was just a rough place in my life. I snapped on him. And then, you know, I, I, I know I went back and apologized. I apologize to him today. But once, you know, I came to my sense, I realized that no matter what we're going through, we got to declare, decree, the word of God in our life. You know, it's if, if healing, there's a deliverance, there's prosperity. Whatever it is, speak the word in spite of what you're going through. So I want to just share that quick text more. I thank God for you, Apostle, because um, I tell you, God has truly given him the strength and grace and mercy to deal with the unlovable. And at plenty of times in our relationship, because he, he we, we connect at a very bad time of my life when I lost my mother and I and I, and I, I went through a lot of, you know, things and dealing with three brothers and a pretty sister. God has truly given this man the grace and mercy to deal with the unlovable. <laughs> 20 times.
5: 20 times.
4: 20 times. We're going to tell the truth of shape the devil. And I will pass on to you today, Apostle, because I was unlovable. I was a hot mess. I'm just going to keep it real. I was unlovable. And it's I thank fun. God. I'm honest to say I was unlovable and I was a hot mess. And I'm woman enough to, to repent and apologize. And thank God that
1: you Do not take people year for
4: year. granted. You know, um, we live in a days where we have to understand things that praying goes both ways, giving goes both ways, then you know, people don't have to stand by you. Uh I know nobody you know, I went through a, a lot of that by myself last year. But when you meet somebody that stands by you in your time of need, of grief or sickness, whatever you're going through, that's God. Don't abuse them. Sometimes you're gonna have to say, Listen, I don't want to take my frustration out on you today. Call me tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow. Or so give me some couple of days, you know. <laughs> so that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> my Thank God. God for God has surely given possible the grace, the mercy, the devil. Tell the truth, the
3: shame, the devil. And I
4: nothing, but I, I mean, I mean, and you know, and we, and, we, and I asked God to, that's why I could write this book on of, of the area. I talk about the three areas. Why people cannot forgive his anger. I dealt with anger. I dealt with pride. I dealt with the spirit of bitterness and offense. And yes, I have the Word of God, um, the scriptures, you know, because we all need to know the Word of God. But also, I share testimonies on most of the things that I have gone through, you know. So I just want to thank God for a possible that uh, I learned when I came to my sense that I have to speak life, I have to speak the Word of God and fight up. So that's what I want to share
3: that testimony. on the And I want to thank the Lord for you because, you know, I, I can't allow you to give me all those flowers, but I, I want to say that every individual on the line can say the same thing, that I have labored with them. I have been there to listen to them. You know, you cannot be a teacher if you don't listen. So I've listened to their needs, their wants, their desires, I've labored with him. I've suffered with him. And I praise God that he taught me how to humble myself to Sister Jennings enough to listen to her and her folly because she had some messed up ways. You know, all of us did. My ways wasn't right. But since he had made me who I am today, he taught me through having to go through the ranks with my sisters and my brothers on the line. And you have to be bold to confess what she confessed and to say the things she said. But it was a time in her life where nobody wanted to listen to her. Nobody wanted to deal with her. She was ragingly angry. She was angry, Sister Freddie. And nobody wanted to listen to her. I would see her on different programs, and the only thing they wanted to do was pray for her. You know, prayer is wonderful. You know, but can you listen to me? Can you listen to me? you got to listen to an individual so that you'll know what the root of the problem is. You can't be so spiritual, holy, and righteous thinking that you're supposed to um, already know. You don't know. You know, the Bible said to be quick to what?
1: hmm
3: to speak. Quick to listen. And then you can know. I know that this is the day that the Lord has made for us. Hallelujah. And I'm so grateful. I feel I feel very humbled this morning before my sisters on the line this morning because uh if it wasn't for my sisters that are on the line, Sister Robin Lee Hallelujah, uh I don't know, you know. Um uh, we all met right here on the line. Every one of us that you hear on the line we met on this line, and we met all about the same time. To show you that the Lord is, was starting a ministry, and the ministry still goes forth, all of us come to this line here about the same time, and it was about mm-hmm. 7. It was in 09, 06. We were playing around with stuff. We didn't even know how it worked. But, boy, when it came about 12 or 13, we knew how it worked. And we were online, Jesus in the morning. We were everywhere. We've been all over social media because we were trying to tell somebody. We were trying to tell somebody, you know, what we was dealing with, you know, and uh, uh, we wanted answers. But God has predestined us to be teachers. But if the teacher don't go through, you know, I, I was thinking just yesterday about all what you go through. Was it, a, was it a test? Now, the scriptures say that God tests no man. It was not a test of your faith. It was to strengthen your walk. It was that you go through, you know, Jesus said in the book of John, and I'm not going to start preaching because we want you to come back and allow someone else to come in and and do some injection. But Jesus said to the woman at the uh, 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 well, no, he didn't say to her. He said that he had needs, N-E-E-D-S, in John the fourth chapter. It said he had needs. And we have needs. And if you are sold out for the Lord, the yearning in your heart is, oh, God, I I, I want to reach him. So every one of us, excuse me, on the line, whatever you've been through in your life, Sister Freddie, Robin Lynn, my sister, Dr. Robin Lynn, it ain't for you, Sister Janet. It wasn't for you. But he had to crush all that job. Look at all that messed up stuff in our life, how we've been rejected, amen, by our own peers and and people we thought that was with it, we was rejected. And now that we're on the outside of rejection, we've forgiven, and we're ready to go forth and see some healing go forth in other people's lives. So, Amen. again, I do want to thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so glad that you point into this direction and clicked on and came on board. I want to put it back in your hand, and don't forget about your audience. I know they have something that they want to say because sure. we all are overcoming. Go with it, sister.
4: I want to say something that's very important, and then I'm definitely would love to hear feedback. Um, that's what keeps me going. That's what, uh, I want. To, I want everyone to be mindful: is how do we stop or break the cycle of hurting people, hurt people? How we do this is we we all need deliverance from the spirit of rejection and deliverance from the spirit of bitterness and offense. Those are the root. Of why we could uh, we could be hurt, and then we get somebody like myself or a Apostle, and we'll turn around and do the same thing to them, what we complain about. And God told me, so for years I would, you know, I would show people how they should be treated, how you know, and then they turn around and do me the same way. God said because they need, they're not aware, and they need they need to repent and renounce the spirit of rejection and bitterness. And, and, and offense, and, and study the scriptures on love and forgiveness. So that's how you and I, and also when we do that, when we get delivered from um, um, bitterness and offense and, and rejection and everything else, and you say, I will not do what someone has done to me. Like the prophet say, because w- w- I stood by a lot of people. I was there for them emotionally, spiritually, and financially in spite of. When I didn't have, I still have given and when I needed support, you know, we have to be accountable how we treat people. God works through people, okay? Support goes both ways. Giving goes both ways. Sowing goes mm. both ways. We can't expect, as ministers, to find full ministry. We always want people to sow and help us, but we don't want to give anything. Or we want to just quote scriptures. No, we don't do that. We, we don't. Giving goes both ways. It's always something you can give. A word of encouragement, information. It's not just financial. It's always a, just saying I'm here for me. I'm here for you. You know, keep your head up, my brother. Keep it. It's always we, we we need to be delivered from the spirit of jealousy and selfishness in the in the spirit of religion. And so that's what, that's how you break the cycle of hurting people people by your own healing, your own deliverance. Say I'm not going to do to you what others have done to me. So please, I would love to hear your feedback.
6: Wow, um, this is trading, and I'm from Dallas, and that right there, what you just said has been my problem my whole entire life i that spirit of rejection and um that spirit of just bitterness, and yes, I'm gonna do to you what I went through because if I went through it, then. You can handle it as well, and that's the only thing that makes me feel like uh, that gives me some type of power to say. Um, <clears throat> and this is really sad. That gives me some. That was giving me some type of power to say I'm not alone. You know, um, I went through so much pain and so much rejection and so much shame till. I felt like if I put projected that on other people, then we had a connection of some sort. So I would intentionally shame people and try to make them feel rejected or hurt like me so that that was the only connection that I would have with somebody that was something in common. And if they could take it like I took it, then we had a bond. Not knowing that that was totally the opposite of what needed to be done, but I was so bound, and there was such a stronghold in my life to where that's how the enemy used me to hurt people and to keep rejecting people, and then keep wondering why I'm being rejected. It was just it's just a vicious cycle of rejection, hurt, pain. Unforgiveness, I guess I just wanted somebody to feel like I felt, and so I would inflict everything that was inflicted on me. And I want to be delivered from those things because I know, Amen. That I know there's still some parts of it there. I know it is. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know that it's still there, and I really haven't really... Until just now, I, I really haven't really just realized or even faced the fact that that's what I do. That's what I've been doing. You know, I just feel like even with with anybody, I just feel like they have to go through the hurt that I've been through. They have, I have, they have to. They just have to because I
0: did, and it's been keeping me bondage in bondage for so long.
3: So you have a book. You know, remember, Freddie, when I first met you, I said, Freddie, you can write a book. And you actually can because you listen to Sister Robin Lynn. Yeah, Sister Robin Lynn, too. Sister Robin Lynn. Man, listen, you three women together could write an exploding book and people will be set free because then we will have affirmation prayers. You know, I'm going to get, we're going to get with one another, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to do some affirmative things. You know, I've been through so much hurt and so much rejection. We, all of us, you know, and I'm just so blessed this morning because now we are uncovering, we are exposing, yeah. you know, this darkness. the
4: root. Come on,
3: pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we need to deal with this thing, you know, and I'm so glad. And what we're going to do, uh, Sister Jenny, you're going to go and uh, open back up your site and give us some time, and we're going to announce your program, and we want to come over and support your page. Forgiveness. I've been praying, you know, every day when I go to, uh, to put the program on, I see you there, and I see e N-O-N-E, none, which I know you've been busy, but you need help. You cannot do a program alone. I can do them alone. I can do them alone. With, thank you for saying that spirit. because I've been
4: praying for help, but thank you for saying that. Um, I tell you, I thank God uh, for this person that is so transparent and is real because for many years I will show, even though I needed support, I will show other people's support even though I needed finances. And I, I never understood why people would turn around and hurt me but listen to the testimony this is why and see this is what keeps us in bondage where we can never have a healthy relationship with anyone because we we have to get to the roots so at the end of the day we're only hurting ourselves hurt you know the person that hurt us they move on to the next victim they start thinking, thinking about us so i just thank you and i want to do the forgiveness exercise when you write down, we need to forgive, and we go repent and renounce some things. But I want to hear everybody on the line before we do that, because everyone has a testimony to share this morning on forgiveness or what area they need to forgive. And I appreciate the honesty. Thank you.
3: Yes, Sister Lada Lynn. Are you
4: still here, Doctor?
3: If you hear us, please come and uh, uh, give us an injection on uh, um, Sister Jennings on the power of forgiveness, please. Sister Robin Lynn, she's probably uh, pointing and clicking, but she probably laid back down because Sister Robin Lynn, her computer's been just going crazy. I mean, brand-new, high-dollar computers. They just flip out. And then the people say, well, come and get another new one. Then she goes to get the other new one. they say, oh, we don't have it. Then so it comes in three days later, she has to load it. She tirelessly spent hours from time like now on up to like two or three o'clock in the evening. She lay out, go to sleep, get back up, do the same thing. That's what a producer do. She's a producer. She's behind the scene. Yeah. So she she may have crept out. But I don't believe Sister Freddie was true because Sister Freddie, you know, she we had cut off. Go ahead, Sister Freddie, and just tell because I heard you say that up until now, so you heard this woman Sister Jennings, Paul Forgiveness, since you're here Jennings, that you begin to realize some things. And that's what we want to do. We want to realize. And then I'm going to come back with the prayer mm-hmm. of uh, all these spirits. I'm going to rebuke all these spirits. We're going to deal with these spirits this morning, so you all that are listening out there in the audience, uh, we're going to pray and we're going to help you get free we're going to help you get free from all these spirits that try and torment you and try to ensnare you to make you believe that this is all that God has for you is suffering and you was rejected in the womb. We always rejected. Mm-hmm. But we're not rejected by him. We're only rejected by people. Go ahead, my sister.
6: Well, um, for me, um... it. It's so deeply rooted because um, the first parental figure, the first person in my life is the one that rejected me and used me and uh, hurt me so bad, you know, until I learned, I, I mean, I learned. That's all I learned was how to reject and hate and hurt and use. From my father because that's what he did to me, and so I didn't know no other way. And it's so deeply rooted until unconsciously, when I want to love somebody, I, the way the way I want to love a person is it's hard because I think the way to show love to them is just to be to treat them the same way I've been treated. You know, oh, you you can you can take it or. It's okay if I call you names, if you don't do what I tell you to do. It's all right for me to down you and talk about you and then you should just get over it. It's okay because I had to get over it, so so can you. I mean, it's nothing to hurt you because I've been hurt, so it's it's okay. You'll be you'll be fine. And I would seek people out that have been abused so because that's the only pe- – I would, I would see people out ha that, that had something wrong with them emotionally, physically, anything. That's the only people that I ever felt I had a connection with, with somebody that had been so uh, violated or used or something. And I felt like that's the only place I fit in because I didn't fit in with anybody else. And that spirit of rejection has been with me so long. I mean, every time something comes up in my life, that automatically pops up, oh, I'm not good enough for this, I ain't good enough for that. Something is gonna happen. I'm stupid. I can't do this. I can't all that stuff that my father told me always come up. And when somebody else does something to me or does something I don't like, the first thing that comes up is, No, oh, they just so stupid. They ain't never been with me anyway. I knew you was gonna treat me like that. I knew this was gonna happen. And and it just goes
4: on and on and on.
3: Yes. Yes. Well, 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 Sister Freddie. Now that you heard Sister Jennings' portion of her, do 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 you feel anything? Do you do, 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 do did anything? Is anything happening to you?
6: Yes. Something is happening let, to me.
3: Okay. Let me open up. Let me let me let me open up something right now. Let let me just. Let let me pray where we can get all this stuff out. We're going to get it all out of all of us. Is that all right, Sister Jenny, that we get all this stuff out this morning? Yes,
4: we have to get to the root. And a lot of times, also, we have to fast to break this stronghold, strong man, of bitterness and re- re- rejection and hurt and disappointment. We have to fast to break that cycle in our life, and that's the key thing. Also, read Psalm 5110, you know, but you, we have to fast. To break it. That's that's the key thing that I wasn't doing. It's fast. I never, I always repent and renounce it, but I never fasted. Lord, I fastened today to break this uh, spirit of rejection of my life, the spirit of hurt and anger, you know. So it's the key thing is to fast as well and repent and renounce But go ahead, Apostle.
3: Hallelujah. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, I put you and all of your legions on notice. I am attacking you. For my position in Christ at the right hand of my heavenly Father in the third heaven, the places which places me high above you, principalities, power, thorns, dominion, world rulers, rulers of darkness, king, princes, and every other angel that went under your command. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask the Heavenly Father for sufficient legions of the holy angels to bind all satanic forces here and in the air overhead, that they will not be able to interfere in any way with God's people being delivered. Father, I command in Jesus' name that the free demonic spirit and this place be securely bound and taken where Jesus sent them, and they can in no wise interfere. I take authority from the third heavens where I am sealed in Christ and remain remind all evil spirits that you must obey when I call your name or your family name, you are to come out of the peoples and go wherever Jesus sends you. All spirits of occult, Ouija boy, sorcery, witchcraft control, witchcraft water witching, magic boo, divination, fortune telling, Jane Dixon, aga Clara, Irene Hughes, automatic writing, handwriting analysis, tea leaf, coffee glass, crystal ball, turn card, palm reading, astrologist, horoscope, signs of the zodiac, hypnosis, spiritualist, table tapping, Eastern religion, Hinduist, and all such spirits, I now command you that you obey the voice of the Lord, all spirits of fear, giving and receiving love freely, death, pain, falling darkness, Dolls, cat, insect, snakes, crawl, water, drowning, crowns, closed places, future, nightmare, demons, Satan, storm, loss of salvation, judgment, fricatory hell, spirit of wrath, anger, temper, contentment, childish, self-will, fighting, military, Jane, Jim Jones, murder, abandonment, abortion, destruction, evil, resentment, bitterness, jealousy, pride. Child abuse, divorce, separation, broken heart, wounded, spirit, bruised, emotion, deep hurt, unforgiveness, revenge, vengeance, sin, anger, rage, schizophrenia, profanity, blasphemy, filthy conversation, lying, gossip, slander, whining, complaining, self-pity, criticism, mockery, foolishness, ridicule, perverseness. I separate the Ahab and the Jezebel and forbid them to communicate or hinder his deliverance in any way in Jesus' name. I break the curse of Jezebel back to Amen. the generations on both sides of the family. In the name of Jesus Christ, I cut, serve it, and break all cords, snares, control, and bondage used by these evil spirits. Father, send angels to break all yokes of bondage to Jezebel and Ahab's spirit. I command the mother-child relationship to be broken and all Ahab, Jezebel's patterns in the marriage. All spirit of Jezebel, masturbation, queen of heaven, queen of Babylon, hatred of men, rebellion toward men, father, husband, male authority, God, divination, masculinity, spirit, untamed tongue, temper, destruction of family, priesthood, women's leo, all spirit of Ahab, Nimrod, Baal, laziness, hatred of women, mother's wife, fear of women's childishness, cowardice, hidden anger, slugginess, self hatred, rejection, confusion. I break every curse of the automatic failure mechanism in the family, teen generation on both sides of the family, all spirit of poverty, discouragement, failure. Worthless rejection must lead now. All spirits of abduction rooted in rejection, gluttony, overeating, anxiety, nervousness, addiction, and craving for food and sweets. Addiction and craving for any, for, and bondage to all alcohol, wine drinking, mockery, strong drinks, hangover morning after night, before deception and stupidity, addiction and craving for the abundance of all drugs, marijuana, LSD, THC, masculine, angel dust, cocaine, crack, heroin, valiums, amphetamines, diet pills, barbiturals, tranquilizer, and all mind-altering drugs, all spirits of lust, all the sex spirit which uh, enter through the eye, ear, participants. Dissipation, transferred, or by inheritance, masturbation, drugs, chain, condemnation, pornography, homosexuality, lesbianism, sexual perversion of any kind include oral sex, anus sex, sodomite, incest, rape, fornication, adultery, immorality, occult sex, prostitution, harlotry, uncleanness, fil- filthy dream, filthy conversation, filthy imagination, sexual flashback, sexual fantasy, cruelty, impatient, and succubus spirit. I now command every spirit to lose his hold this morning. We decree and declare the power of God, the word of God, over our life this morning. We thank you, Father Lord, that we're standing in heavenly places. Amen. Hallelujah. We bind Satan, evil spirit, occult spirit, the spirit of sin, spirit of traumas, and familiar spirits demonic forces, satanic powers, and all that is involved in the room this morning. We take authority over. Father, we thank you for in your word you have given us dominion and authority. No matter what our parents has man lived before us and have done to us, and anyone that have heard, manipulated, or controlled us in any way by word or deed, we now declare and decree that we Free this morning. We thank you, Father. Amen. That every person under the Son of Our voice is programmed this morning going out and that you are free because the Word said, Whom the Son said free is free in me. Amen. We declare and decree our deliverance now in this room and forevermore. And we will continue in your Word. We thank God for the woman of God. We pray, O oh Father, Lord God, that there be no backlash, there will be no manipulation, that will be no. Amen. Anything. Can do for we are free and we're gonna walk in deliverance and freedom this day. And the Most High, we give Him praise, glory, and thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen.
4: Amen. God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord.
3: Hallelujah. We do this every day. We do us a deliverance for every day, every day, Amen. every day. It's back in your hands, my sister.
4: Hey, Amen. I, I want uh sister uh Freddie to um tell me what uh what does she want today?
6: <clears throat> I wanna be free from um, self hatred and just I just wanna be free from all the things of, um, self-hatred and, I mean, deep, uh, really deep down rooted hate of, of others as well because it's there. I hated my father so much for what he'd done to me Till really deep down I don't, I kind of hate everybody. Um, Because nobody helped me, and I and I I just I hate every I just have no joy in anything. Um, I want to be free. I want to be the woman God created me to be. I want to be able to enjoy life, just because I'm alive. I want to be free from any mental disturbances. I want to be free, and I just want to live.
3: Yes, Father.
6: Um. I want to be restored to the original person that God made me before mm-hmm. before all of these demonic spirits just mm-hmm. overtook me and have been running, running my life and my okay. mind. So I okay. just want to be restored.
4: Yes. Now, um, you have a pen and paper because I'm going to give you um some suggestions. And this is a healing process. And there's some things you have to do. Uh, you know they say take one day at a time. You're gonna definitely have to take one day at a time to rediscover um, yourself. Okay. Um, this sounds like to me the generational curse. That's number one. So you definitely want to fast and pray. We thank God for possible, um, And you could you know find you a self-deliverance prayer online or find you a true deliverance ministry, I don't know where you locate. but let me first think that we need to deal with the generational curses that runs in your bloodline. This is a generational thing that's been affecting you, that's been hindering you from going forward, okay? And then um, you're going to have to change, the I guess, to renew of the mind, you're going to have to change the way you see yourself and the way you see others. And you are definitely gonna to have to fast and pray to break this stronghold. But the scriptures that I suggest that you that you read is um, Psalm fifty one, verse the whole Psalm fifty one, but stay on ten you you asking God to create you a clean heart, renew you know a right spirit in you. Um, Google all the forgiveness scriptures, So you definitely gotta forgive yourself. You got to forgive others, but mainly forgiving yourself. So you got to Google all the when you go to Google, type in for, scriptures on forgiveness, study them, study scriptures on love. Okay, because you can put your hands two hands on your face today and say, "I love me." Before you can love anybody, before you can have a relationship with anyone, it starts with, within you. And these are things I had to do myself. That's my failure. And every day. You have to put your children in your face and go in the mirror and say, I love me. I love me. The Lord is my shepherd. and you know, read Psalms 139. I'm wonderfully made. You have to love, learn to love yourself, okay? We know you got to forgive your father, okay? We know that. God, because I had a lot of unforgiveness towards my parents, especially my father, of uh, abandonment, neglect. Um, He never said nothing but it was him not being there emotionally, spiritually, nationally. Okay, so you definitely have to forgive your father. Cause it's not about him; it's about you being set free. Your father was hurting. You don't know what he went through in his childhood. And nobody stopped the cycle of hurting, hurting, hurting people. Stop hurting. So nobody said, "Well, I'm not gonna do." Nobody never said, "I'm not gonna do to you what people have done to me." And that's what I've done. I, but nobody thinks like that. Nobody say that. So they want everybody to feel the same pain. So we've got to stop. You have to stop saying that and thinking that and renounce some things, and then you're going to have to apologize. You're going to have to write a list and go back and apologize to some people and say, I'm sorry the way I
0: treated you.
2: Yeah, I'll have to do that
6: for sure.
4: Okay, so Jesus suggestions you know, that you definitely have to spend time and fasting and praying and deal with the root which is a generational hatred and everything else that runs in your family. Write down everything that runs in your family and deal with it and start loving you first. You gotta really start loving yourself and see you see you the way God sees you. That's mm-hmm.
1: you have mm-hmm. to
4: and start you know, I am the head, I am you know, I'm the head, not the I'm blessed. I am wonderfully made. I, you know, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, declare that over your life. So these are something you have to do every day. Right now you have to focus on loving you, rebuilding your self-esteem. Yes,
6: that's true. And breaking, I
4: that's like, I'm sorry, go ahead, woman, of God.
6: No, I, I totally understand that. It's just, um, I haven't fasted and prayed, um, You got any suggestions? I mean, as far as fasting and praying, I mean, because my idea of fasting and praying is what? Just not eating or whatever?
4: It's up to Uh, you. I I mean, like, I struggle with fasting and praying. So you start off small. You can start on one day and just, you know, eat one meal and just drink water. You know, say, well, I'm going to fast and pray from 6 p.m. to 6 in the morning or from 6 a.m. I mean, whatever's best for you. Just eat one meal if that's best for you, and just drink water, and just ask God the Father, um, give, you know, deliver me from every hindrance. Give me the strength and grace and mercy to do this, because I need this to be, this this is why I'm fasting, to be delivered from these generational curses, Um, you know, rejection, self-help. Write down while you fast, tell God, God, I need you to intervene for me. You know, Property, you,
3: what about what about? Excuse me, property. Human. What about if I have some other things in my life? Could I fast? Could I fast? What? What if I? Uh, um, what if I? What if I? What if I drink? What if I smoke cigarettes? Could I? Could I? Could I, could I fast? Is that? Could that be a fast too? If I say I'm not going to smoke yeah, any, a cigarette this morning. That's,
4: that's correct. You're right. Any type of stronghold in your life, you could fast one day, two days. Three days, start off small, if you're not used to fasting, and and, and just cry out to God. And get get a prayer that's dealing with what you're dealing with and also get scriptures to deal with it. And just cry out to God. Say, God, I need you to break this stronghold of uh, addiction from sin arrest, addiction from anger, from pride, unforgiveness, self-hatred, whatever you're dealing with. Cry out to God. And say, God, I want to be set free today.
6: Okay, I get
3: that. I can do that. Okay. Yeah, because you know, basically, basically, really, 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 what the deal is. the Holy Spirit speaking to me, and He brought my father before me. You know, in the midst of what the things my father was trying to teach me. You know, here I am drinking alcohol at the age of three, and the Holy Spirit just showed me my dad. I'll the generation of curses now how they fall upon my children you see and and and, and it is because we are laid open to possible attack because of the sins of our forefathers and our ancestors you know because God said He pronounced curse upon the disobedient after the upon the disobedient now it didn't say He this curses upon righteousness now see we get it twisted in the church and we want to negate but God you know Jesus came and 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 the curse was done away with no. If you in disobedience,
1: mm-hmm. then the
3: curse of your ancestors to the third to the fourth generation, for some of the sins, curse traveled even further, such as to the tenth generation, four hundred years. Some of these curses, you know, because the curses and the penalty of sin can only be enforced by Satan, depending on the nature of the offense. You see, so evil spirits. Mm-hmm. They work in the lives of our descendants. And every one of us can see them. Uh, 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 Procurement, you know how these curses work in the lives of your brothers. They work in the life of my children. That's right. But, but you and I, now we're able to look, Sister Freddie, mm-hmm. and cut that thing off. And how we cut it off? We cut it off through being in and renouncing. You
4: got to repent and renounce and take That's accountability. Right. Say, Lord, I <laughs> repent for my sins, known and unknown. I repent on behalf of my ancestors, my family, you know, and that's where the Psalm 51 comes in, or anything dealing with repentance and cry for God's grace and mercy, you know. And so, that's once right. you, oh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: No, 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 I wouldn't, couldn't, know, I, I said that's right, because like in Leviticus 26 and 40, it said, if they shall confess their iniquity, mm-hmm. they what you doing now, Sister Freddie, is you're talking about, you know, we're talking about the things that, you understand me, that still trying to root up. These things are trying to show them face, show their face, you know. Mm-hmm. If they confess their iniquity and the iniquity of their fathers with their trespass, which they trespassed against me, against the Father, and that also they have walked contrary unto me, Leviticus twenty six. So the book, the Bible is full of scripture, but when we don't understand how to read the Bible, you go in the Bible and get what what you need for you. You know, twenty third songs is wonderful. But that is deliverance in the word today. Amen. You know, and mm-hmm. who are it, shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to his generation shall he not enter into the congregation. So people will look at the Old Testament and say, "We're not under the law, but they get by with their unrighteousness, and they think that they're going to serve the Lord without repentance. Repentance means I turn away. The Bible it talks about cutting off the bastard generation. I can't help the way you know I was born if I was born that way, but what I can do today. I got to stop blaming myself, blaming my father. I got to look into the law of liberty when I can be delivered, and I need to hang myself around positive thinking people, talking people. I need to get away from religion and get into That's the right. word of God. Because religion,
4: God wants a relationship, not religion. Religion has Hallelujah. kept a lot of people in bondage. That's why a lot of people are not where they're supposed to be. To the religion, we want a relationship, not religion.
3: Amen. Yep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look what it said. We can yield ourselves to the enemy in unconscious ways as well. Habitual giving way to negative emotions such as anger.
1: Mm-hmm. The minute
3: the minute anger will up in me, the minute the enemy says, who called me, who called Oh, I see who called me. And he gets right like, like he tried to start up with I'm riding in this morning because we misunderstood. I misunderstood her. Fear, hate, rejection, and so on can lead to invasion of the evil spirit, which reinforces these feelings. Emotional trauma and abuse in childhood provide excellent opportunity for demonic control to be established. God's law of headship and authority provide protection and blessings for the meek. Provision of this kind can also provide an enemy a way for attack on those unfortunate enough to be submitted to an ungodly covering. Congregations are subject to the religious evil spirit who teach false doctrines to a pastor. Mm-hmm. Children open to the attack from the forces controlling ungodly parents and wives, from those working through their husbands, Child acquaintance, both the blessings and the curse, the parent qualify for unto the third generation. You see? Uh Uh-huh. And this is what we have to know. Ain't no curse on my children because why? I decree, I declare, no matter what the enemy is doing, as long as the head, you know, you are the head, and you cannot allow your head, to continue to be uh, 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 to continue to have these thoughts running through, running through our mind. That's why we need to know scripture so that when the enemy coming like a flood, we can be saying I know the Lord loves me, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So we mm-hmm. have to learn scriptures. And if you just know Jeremiah twenty nine that is a delivering scripture that Jeremiah and he will lead us.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't get this
3: away tonight. I didn't get like I am I need to stay before this word, Sister Freddie, because an attack come upon me every day. Every day an attack
4: come upon me. That's right. Every you know, Pastor, you are right. Every day as people of God, especially as the fivefold, all of us, none of us except, But now I want to talk about the fivefold ministry, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastor, teachers, any, you know, anyone in leadership. We honestly, the truth be told, we're fighting to fulfill our purpose, our destiny, because such a satanic attack has come upon us, and we you know, and a lot of times we're dealing with satanic Christians, people that you know, praying against the will of God. They they are they jealous, so we have to every day cover ourselves in the blood, the ninety one Psalms was for protection, the thirty five Psalms, you know, protect the Lord. Every day, each and one of us is fighting. Truth be told, to fulfill the purpose and destiny that God has for us, but we could come together. There's no more saying, I got my own problem. That's your problem. Pray for me, forget you. Just like the satanic people yesterday was a, was, was a satanic day, 6 6 2 6 They do their ritual they, they, they come together, you know, especially the midnight hour. Why can't we come together in general and and, and and pray and encourage and support each other That's the between us and the satanic kingdom?
3: That's right. So, that's right. Go ahead, Pastor. No, 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 no. I'm disagreeing. I'm saying that that's right.
4: Yeah, because if we pray, if praying goes both ways. given everything goes both ways. God works through people. Time out for quoting scriptures of God is our help. God is everybody's help. You know, don't be weary, well-doing. You know, we need to come together, but it's so much jealousy and selfishness, and we need, you know, or, you know, it, 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 it's like when do we ever come together and pray and fast? And that's what the Bible says, my people come, come with themselves, because we need to repent. We need to renounce how we treat each other. We do. Individually and as a body, we we need to repent and renounce how we know something, and we won't share no information. But I thank God I share. Apostle share. Uh, Minister Robin Lynn, she always share. She's always helping God's people. So I thank God, you know. But a lot of us are not like that. A lot of us will know things, we won't share, or we want to overcharge people. Let's let's be honest now. And so, um, event, um, woman of God, um, you know, that, that's the suggestion and just take one day at a time, because God is with you, and it's no coincidence I'm on this line this morning. I didn't expect to call in, you know. I thank God, Apostle, you know, he's out, he's out on his post because I was expecting to finish up my my second book. I have a second book that needs to be finished up, and I and I want to go to the library, but I saw Apostle. I'm required. I want to tell him. And I thank God for him giving me the opportunity of not knowing there are people that think like that. I never understood why people. I'll be good to people and they'll turn around and, and, and do the same thing. Now I know. Listen to your testimony, woman of God. Amen. I didn't know a lot of people felt like that. Because because that, me, I've been hurt. I've been used, abused, but I didn't want to see nobody go through my pain. I know that
6: nobody thought the same thing
4: about
6: me. Exactly. And that wasn't easy for me to say. I get on this prayer line every morning, and um,
0: still, um, there's things
6: there that need to be, that need to go. Um, That was hard for me to admit, that, um, That that deep down, that I I want to see people hurt because I was hurt, and I try I try to push it to the side, and I try to be good, and I try to be all right. But the minute something come up, the first thing that comes to my mind is I don't care about you because nobody cared about me. So, and you can if, if I went through it, so can you.
0: Hey, but you a can't lot of say think it about. anymore, though.
6: Go you ahead, can't
0: Pop. say
3: it anymore because God, because God, you know, he, he, he you know, uh, 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 you, you have to get the book uh, from a prophetess Jenning because to really to be honest, you, the stuff that prophetess Jenny would do to me on a telephone, you know, she would, uh, uh, she, she would want me to understand, but I don't, you know. I don't I didn't want to get into negative with her, but she said apostle, you need to listen to me. You need to listen to me because you know, you don't understand, you know, you just and I'd be like I'd be like biting my teeth, just grinding, just grinding out my teeth, just hold my mouth closed. I almost need to just take something and wrap it around my mouth because I wanna speak out. But I realize that it need to come out, you know, it need to come out. Until this stuff come out, you know. The stuff that I said online about how that, you know, I was running for men that wanted to rape me and stuff like that, you Mm. know, I I, I didn't have being a homosexual right now. But I ain't because guess what? I told it. Amen. God, the and mercy,
1: protect you.
4: But you know what, Apostle? That's the problem with the body of Christ, and that's the problem in families because nobody wants to talk about anything. You can't cover up. If you don't confront, if you don't deal with the root, the root will deal with you, and so that's why when you know when I lost my brother last year, I honestly I was really upset with a lot of people as ministers, but I went to the crisis hotline because they listen, they know how to they they know how to listen to you, understand you, because I didn't understand how I stood by so many people, and now I need somebody just to be there to stand with me. Everybody was MIA. I, I, it really to this day bothered me how people got spiritual amnesia, you know, how they forgot about Sister Rosalind when I was the one who was there for them with nobody else. So I I thank God for the crisis hotline. So when I'm going through something or when I'm having dreams, you know, whether I'm dreaming about my brother or satanic dreams, and, of course, I cancel those satanic dreams, but when I'm going through something. I call the crisis hotline because as a body, as a whole, we don't want to deal with nobody' problems. We want to brush people off. You know, We don't, nobody wants to deal with nobody's problems. Everybody want to brush everybody off. We become lazy people. We just say, oh, go to God. But God wants to do people.
3: That's right. And they were shooting. They kept shooting you off in the wrong direction, you know. Yeah. You know, everybody want to pray and everybody want to. Want to see, the problem is just like you said, Sister Freddie. You know, these peoples are hurting themselves. So they figure you supposed to. They tell us that, you know, you have to go through. In order to be strong, you have to go through. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. I don't have to go through. I need someone to help lead me through what I'm going through. For. I went through enough. You know, I mm-hmm. like, uh preaching uh, on a, on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, you remember when I started a message up on a, uh, um, on a, a, a suffering, you remember when I started the message on suffering, and look like everybody got to suffer, Sister Jenny. But when I started preaching on suffering, the woman on her job—what the woman tell you, Sister Freddie? you remember Sister Freddie when I told you that we're gonna have to go through, and God is saying that we're gonna suffer? It yeah. was her job because Sister Freddie she began to take a hold of the Word of God. You know, Sister Freddie, come on the line. When I first met her, I started asking her, "Sister Freddie, how's your day going?" <laughs> oh, I'm here. It's to Sister Freddie. how's your day going? Well, it's getting better. Next week, Sister Freddie, how's your day going? <laughs> well, week, hey, Freddie, your day going?
1: <laughs>
3: I'm here. Then one, Sister Freddie, say, "I can feel. I can feel him." Yeah. Sister, after that day when you could feel him, then what was the rest of the days you said? You began to grow. Yeah, you he- I could feel him from that day forth, I asked you again, and what was the next statement you made when I said, Sister Freddie, you said, I found out what the problem was. And what was the problem, with Freddie?
4: Me? Well?
3: Sister Freddie began to confess. So, you know, you listen at Sister Freddie and the and the This that, That's not her today. The stuff she's speaking today, that is not her. Because when Sister Freddie opened her mouth and she began to declare her roots and what made her the way she was and what she had to contend, she didn't know any different. Her mother mm-hmm. couldn't. Show her, her daddy couldn't show her nothing. So yeah,
4: I know. Life. Looking for support and love in the wrong places. I've been there. Mm. No.
3: <laughs> Yeah, and so now Sister Freddie, she see the enemy, and she realized that, you know, she still come under attack. Now, we all come under attack. You know, I mean, I was under attack, sir, the young man come to the house, and I angrily opened my front door and told him, get your behind-the-body, get your ass out of my driveway. Yes, I, cursed him. get out of my driveway, get out of my yard, you and nobody else. I don't wanna see him or none of his family members. Because they're so they're so they're so negative. I mean I endured negative with this young man here. but the young man turned and said, I still don't think it's gonna work. I said, Well it's not gonna work. So when he came back he said, I don't feel you did nothing. I said, You want your money back? I said, You want your money back? He said, Yeah. I said, I figured you did. I said after I have sit here when I have took my computer, scanned your problem. Show your problem, clean your fuel system, and then you're going to sit here and you're going to – I said, get out of my house now. I opened the front door. He looked at my neighbors. I said, my neighbors hold no barrier. They know who I am. They know what I stand for. They know how I talk. I said, you blessed and not be getting cursed out. Now get your behind off my driveway. So then he walked back up in my face. He walked back up in my face, and I said, oh, You're not walking up on me like you want to do something, are you? I said, certainly you don't want to do that. He said, Mr. Robert. He was very humble, though. He said, Mr. Robert. He said, but I still didn't get my inspections checked. I said, you need an O2 sensor. You know, well, I don't have money for the O2 sensor. I said, well, I'll put it on for free. You can get your O2 sensor. But some people come early in the morning to get started on you, and you can't realize that that's the de- demon coming through there because God's got a great day ahead of you. Whenever this, the Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard. We need to begin to understand that it's not my generational curse attacking me. It's the enemy trying to rule me back into this stuff. We are saved. We are cleansed by the blood. Sister Freddie said that the woman on her job gave her her walking papers. And what did
6: the woman tell you, Sister Freddie? Tell what? Tell the people that you just come and praying with you. Tell them they don't need to come here no more. You see? Whoever, whoever, whoever that is that you praying with, tell them they can leave too. They don't need to come here. You
3: see? Now, you never know who you're working with or working under, what type of power they have over you. They sit in rooms and they discuss you. They talk about you. And they mm-hmm. say, well, you hey, ain't going to have a good day today because we're going to give a Hall C. Hall C got 44 rooms on it. And she better get every one of them patients today. She better get every one of them up. They want to give you 15 patients to get up to get to, the, 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 to, get to lunchtime. You can't get them up before lunchtime and bring them in Now You can get them up 30 minutes before lunch and bring them in. You didn't get them people's up an hour before because they are not trying to clean tables and stuff. But they want to put all that weight upon a provider. And, you know, God knows how to give his people's job. He put people like Sister Freddie and, and ourselves in care of others so that he can soften our hearts up and get that evil spirit out of us. Our conscience is sheared with a hot iron. But I'm so grateful this morning because when we suffer, we have to still remember what we're suffering for. And ain't that God putting this on us because he said, I've kept no man with evil. It's just that evil is in the earth, and it's looking to see who can it devour today so you have to take all the lemons that the world has dumped upon you and start selling lemonade. Then the same people that are hating on you will start breaking your lemonade that you've made holy and righteous, and they'll become holy and righteous to what you're serving them. So me, I learned to just serve it up. I serve it up, and I serve it out of a clean heart. The enemy wants to attack you the first time you get up in the morning time. He wants to attack you, and he wants to download you with grief, anger. I don't know why I'm so angry. I don't get up like that. If anger comes to me, I get myself away from around people, and I say, <laughs> Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I keep thanking him, I keep thanking him until the spirit of joy come in. Then I right. start praising him, then I start worshiping him, then I look back over what made me angry and I laugh at the devil. And I laugh. And I say yesterday the spirit of heaven has come on me so tough I called a guy around the corner whom I got my dog from and I and I was already outside trying to uh, trying to just clean the leather in, in the car. You know, keep the leather clean. God gives you something nice. You want to keep it nice, so that He can give you something else greater than that. going mm-hmm. can give you a Maserati, but you ain't taking care of your Volkswagen. So mm-hmm. I'm just doing the leather, and I'm looking at my dog just itching. I didn't, I didn't get bought everything for fleas and did everything. So the owner, <laughs> whom I got the dog from. He's a he's a breeder, he's a trainer, he's a everything. I called him Ray. I said, please come on here and tell me what I need to do for my dog. I'll be there red. That man ain't came, ain't called. So the spirit of anger didn't rise up in me. The Holy Ghost said, You don't need him. I'm gonna show you what to do. He said, Go down there and get you some pine old pine. Bathe your dog in pine old pine vinegar. Pine old pine and vinegar. And then go and mop the garage with pine old pine. And take everything up and wash it and make it clean for Him, and I did. Man, that dog is wonderful. Today I'm going to thank God for
4: revelation. God's giving you deep revelation. Way God uses you. Thank you, God.
3: But the guy, but the guy, but the guy. All day yesterday, my hand was writing text messages. He never would let me send him a text. He said, "Don't text him. Don't call him. Don't trouble him." But when he called you again. With his problems, with his vehicle, because his wife, you tell him, just like he told you, instead of me lying and telling I'll be there, tell him, I don't believe I got, man, I got so much I got going on around here, I ain't going to make it. And let him see how I feel. Not one time this guy have done this to me. I have been there in his life to help him. He had no money. His vehicle was out. That's how
4: people are. They don't appreciate good people. I don't know if people are well, with entitlement, but we, we live. You know, people are very lazy. I mean, not lazy. They're very selfish and have an ungrateful spirit, and they don't understand that support goes both ways.
3: Not want. Not want to hurt you. The Holy Spirit showed me this. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. The Holy Spirit said, and the Holy Spirit told us, told me this about some of my just too. They don't only want to be around you to get what they want because yeah. they can't think. you. Like I told too. the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't want to be this way. I said, why I can't talk about something but you? You know, I mean, my whole coming. I told my auntie, my auntie called, and she sparingly called me because I'm always dropping scriptures. I'm just dropping scriptures like rain, <laughs> you know, in her life, you know what I'm saying? My mother the same way. I'm just my mother say, But mama know that. Well I wanna tell if you know it why you don't live it, but I don't say that out of respect. You know? And it's just so much that, you know, the enemy try and wring my nose. He tries to wring my nose, you know, through people's coming through my life and saying things to me, you know, and I don't have an answer for their foolishness. And the Holy Spirit, you know, it's like the other day, I was so angry online. And, and what I was angry about is because I was sitting here and I opened the tablet up. And when I opened the tablet up, I went to um, um, Instagram. And when I go on Instagram, my poor 13-year-old child, she ain't following these people. These people following her. Why is this grown woman about 28 years old sitting there with her tiny little breast out why is she sitting on this woman's face and it's on my daughter's page? Mm. So I'm trying to figure out how what to say to this woman. And I was so mad to I charged the whole house up. I was spiritually angry. I told Shama, I told my wife, y'all just sitting here, I need some help. I need somebody to pray. I need somebody to get my back. You know, I'm just vexed with all these demons mm-hmm. around me. I don't have nobody praying for me. You better pray. You better pray. And then when I got through, I sat down and the Holy Spirit said, now you sent a message to that woman. And the message said, take your uncleanness away from this line or the Lord will move you from this world. Yeah. And I'm praying for your life. And do you not know that woman removed that thing off of there? Because why? I didn't judge her. See, we're so quick to judge each other. You know, we want to, just because we know some scriptures, want to go and say, you're not... You, Satan, you get out of here. So, you know, obviously, the woman feared God. She got off of that, didn't she? Yeah. But she may have been looking for attention. See, look, Satan have people so bound up, they have tried to seek for love, compassionate, and all these wonderful things they want, they seek for, and they don't get it. Because the world don't know how to give it. And the people in the church, some of them, they say, well, you know, I had to get it the hard way. You got to get yes, it. Yes, that's well. Sister Jenny, have anybody ever told you you got to get it like that?
4: Yeah, I've, I've experienced that um, worse since last year until now. It's like uh, no one um, is mindful of the sacrifice that I've done not only for three brothers that was in the prison system, thank God, to his home. One's been home after 25 years, and one came home in 2014. But I don't, nobody uh, doesn't care the sacrifice I've given out when I needed support, and I labor um, for a friend last year who was dealing with two brain aneurysms, and nobody cares that it took so much out of me and then I had, you know, then I had this loved one in the hospital and then my cousin came on attack on my birthday last and a couple of days, my brother. So nobody really is mindful and the possible go through the same thing. When and, and, and when you a giver and when you're a caregiver, nobody cares and thinks about you. It's all about what you could give to them. And I've been saying, God, your word say in Luke six thirty eight, give, it should be given to me. Why are people always coming to me with their hands out? You know, when are people going to show into my life? So I've been declaring Luke 638 over my life because I don't understand why people constantly come to me knowing, knowing that I need support, knowing that I need help. And then when I just need a word of encouragement or I just need somebody just to just be nice, they're not, they're my So, you know, I have to break the cycle. And I realized, you know, that I didn't understand that people felt that way. Even in my family, even with someone, you know, I mean, I was engaged to, they feel, hey, they went through it, but they never cared that I was the one that God was using to show them, but they didn't care. They, you know, they just did the same thing to me, not saying, you know what, I'm not going to do to when what people have done to me because she was there for me, or I'm not going to do to, to Apostle and what he has done for me. Cause she, he was the one. Nobody thinks it like that. So you have to bring it to their attention and say, "Listen, you got spiritual amnesia. How could you forget about me? How could you ignore me? You know, and it hurts because I still it. But you know, uh, she's
3: brother. I hear the Lord speaking right now on that, and and this is what I hear the Lord saying. The Lord saying that they can't give it because they don't know how to give it. He said, "Every good gift comes from above." He said, "But from this day forth." When you online, you start thanking the people for the gift. I want to thank you all for the gift that you all have sown into my ministry. You know, it's greatly appreciated. And if it be any of you all out there, you understand me, likewise, you know, we want to also, you know, do as to you all as you have done to me and prick their hearts and their minds. Because I'm going to tell you something, brother. When you stand for righteousness, people, uh, you know, the Bible said, uh, 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 as if some strange thing, as if you got horns sticking up out your ears or something, you know. People don't see people of righteousness as you understand me. They should see them. They see something is wrong with us, you know, because they 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 don't attain. You know, look what it says in James on uh, the fourth chapter. It said that these people, as you understand me. They can't have what they're asking for because all they want to do is shine before man. He don't want us to shine before man. He wants us to shine before him. And as he he polishes us, and the polishing consists of suffering, humility. Nobody want to suffer. So in the midst of our suffering, we cry out to man. But I've learned, I've learned, thank you, Holy Ghost, Spirit of the truth. I don't care nothing about Man doing anything unto me. Sister Rosalyn, God will put it on the ground for you. God will cause us strangers to give you a new car. I'm telling you, the life I'm living today, man is not giving me a spot nickel. I a And I stopped looking for them to do anything for me. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. I'm going to keep giving because they can't pay for what the Lord has given me because through my suffering, through my pain, and my sorrow, and my grief. Hallelujah. It's nothing but the anointing. us this long. How can you stay on the line preaching and preaching and preaching? And you go on your Facebook page and out of all these years I have not gotten one person on Facebook to say anything about what I post. You know why? Because the world is embedded, the word is the world is is perplexed and vexed. He said, love not this world, neither things of the world, for the pride of the eye, let's reflect. He says in Isaiah 13, I'm going to make me a man. So when God is making you, Sister Freddie, when he's making you, you, fight, you feel funny because it's like I'm the only one. You feel like Elisha. I'm the only one. that Jezebel seeking my life. You know, you're hurting, you know. No. Oh, but he was no. the only one going to console you. You're not going to find nobody. You know that song says, "I searched and I couldn't find nobody." You're not you going to find, find nobody that's going to stand up and declare your righteousness. You got to talk to your own self and say, "Lord, I thank you." Sister so, Freddie, you got to talk to yourself, Sister Jennings. You got to say, mm-hmm. "Lord, thank you." I call in it from the north, south, east, and the west. I live the life I live because of him. I drove two new cars because of him. Amen. I drove a drop-top Mini Cooper because of him. I didn't have to go and buy the Mini Cooper. I didn't have to. I didn't even want no Mini Cooper. But if God wants me to drop the top and blow that sofa, which I do, and I take sham out in it, hallelujah, amen, it is what it is. You may not want what God is putting before you. You may not want to eat cornbread, beans, and rice today. But if
4: that's in your house, it so that I you have can a testimony on plant, that, his word. Apostle. I have a testimony yeah.
3: on that. Yeah, because, you know, I know the Bible says suffering is the way. Hallelujah. If you ain't suffered, how long am I going to suffer after you have suffered a while? How long is a while after you have suffered a while? Arm yourself that you suffer likewise, and just for the unjust that I may bring him to God. Jesus said in First Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians, seven chapter. I think he said, "I, even as I died in the flesh and was resurrected in the spirit, you also must die. We got to die to all this criticism of all this abuse." All this propaganda, all this fake stuff. I'm going to fake it till I make it. No, I'm not going to fake it. I'm making it laugh. <laughs>
5: now.
4: like me.
3: <laughs> the truth is the truth of the matter. Nobody's going to endorse you, Freddie. So don't worry about nobody endorsing you. The very ones around you, Sister Freddie, is going to be the very one. The more you get spiritual, spiritual, you're going to sit back and you're going to listen and they're going to say, you don't understand me. You don't want to listen to me. That's why I don't call you. And then you say, I've been listening all the while, but you ain't been saying nothing. <laughs> and you <laughs> know so, what they do. They call, and they're supposed to be saved. They're supposed to be Christian. They're supposed to be in this word. They start talking that nobody and everybody and this and that. Well, you need to go back to the word. The word say, count it all joy. When you fall I, into the I, I, I learn
4: now. I just put people on the seven hundred club prayer list. We thank God for the seven hundred prayer list because we got to walk in forgiveness. We got to walk in love, and we got to go forward. We got to do what God has called us, and we cannot allow no one to stop the assignment. What God has called each and one of us. Hallelujah!
3: You know? hey, let us go to a song here. My daughter likes LaCree, and I cannot get this thing off of LaCree, but it's got LaCree. Church clap, and uh, uh, and it's talking about it's the song is about uh, uh, uh hurt, and uh, uh, it's about pain, it's about uh, suffering, and uh, uh, I don't halfway understand a lot of La Cree song. La got one song that I heard one day. and I said, Shaman, what did he say? He said, A rich man need a vacation, hop a plane. Broke man need a vacation, Mary Jane. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I need
4: one after writing this these two books. It's possible. <laughs> your vacation
3: is on the way. Your your vacation is really? on the way because the Lord is speaking to me some great and mighty things concerning Amen. How he's gonna move in the earth in the last days. Because you gotta remember now, if you're in righteousness, he said you're gonna be possessing houses, you didn't buy land that you know, all these things will come to pass. And they're coming to pass daily. That's why I said, you know, that my lifestyle today is lining up very, very spiritually. I don't. I can't put my hand on the dollar bill because I find out that you know, it don't take money all the time. When when I when I sought to get my wife a new car, you know, I was working on a job in the refinery, making good money, and uh, I was going to get her a new car. And then in November. The night, November the 4th, uh, 2009, I hurt my back. So out with the good money, in came the sorrow and pain and grief. But I stayed focused doing ministry. I stayed focused preaching the gospel, loving people, going out on the street corner. In the midst of my hurt, sorrow, and sadness, I kept going. But one day I heard the Lord say, go down there to the Cadillac dealership and uh, get you a new car. Okay. Well, I said, honey, we're going to get in the car. We can't afford it. So I just said, you know, I ain't going to say nothing about that because I'm not going to start getting into the conversation. Sometimes we strike up conversation that we need to keep our mouth closed. So I didn't say nothing. I just kept driving. So I get down to the dealership, and I go in the restroom. The man come out and greet us. I goes in the restroom. I come back out. The guy said, well, uh, 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 me and Miss Anderson, we've already uh, decided. I said, no, you don't have no decision with Miss Anderson. I did not come down here for you to deal with Miss Anderson. I'm doing the dealing, and all I need for you to do. And by that time, a guy walked up. The guy walked up in my peripheral vision. I didn't see him. I heard him. He said, make it right. Give them what they want. I am Mr. Wright. The man's name was Wright. Mm-hmm. So all he tells me to do was take
4: Father, Thank yeah, you, God, take. for favor.
3: That's right. That's, that's what I'm talking about. All he could do is leave us alone and take us in there to finance it. Got before finances. we rolled out in a 2012 white diamond. I mean, the most beautiful, beautiful, a Buick LaCrosse that you could drive. We drove out. So in 2015, I took the Buick LaCrosse back, and the lady said, "You need two thousand dollars." And and uh, uh, I said, "No." I said, "The car that I'm bringing back is still in mint condition. Look at mm-hmm. the seat, I said this car was sealed before that fifteen was sealed because the people may not can afford the fifteen, so I'm bringing you back a sale that'll go out of the house before that sale. So she got on down. The came to bring me five hundred dollars tomorrow. I said I don't think so. I said, but you know, God is faithful. So on tomorrow, I called the lady up, and the lady said, I'm so sorry, I haven't had a chance to get into the office. We had to rush my mother to the hospital, and so my mom said, your mother have uh, uh, your mother have uh, pneumonia. And the next day, the woman said, come and pick up your car. My mother had pneumonia. Come and get your 2015. So that was for my wife's birthday, December the 18th. So we picked it up December the 4th.
1: So Congratulations.
3: She gets her a new car. You know, and I'm like this. If I'm going to preach this gospel and I'm going to live holy and righteous, why not show me the benefit? That's right. You know,
4: the blessings of the Lord know. make rich no sorrow. You know, God, God wants God. people to be blessed emotionally, yeah.
3: spiritually, and financially. So I'm speaking this blessing in the air to all the listeners this morning. Stop trying to measure up to something. Stop trying to come up. You know, the Bible even talks about uh, storing up your treasures. you trying to save up and put your money in the bank so you can buy this and buy that. He said, no, 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 store not up your treasures. Put your money into ministry. Put your money into the kingdom where you won't go bankrupt. You know, I have seed in earth, long time seed. Huh? You know, you need some seed of knowledge, some seed of love, some seed of kindness, some seed of communication, some seed of forgiveness. All of these seeds will bring forth your need. And this is how my needs are met every day. This through seeds. So every day I go out, I sow seeds of love. I sow seeds of, 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 of if, if, if there's something wrong with their car, you know, I go out there and I tell them what they need. The lady last night, I said, I smell antifreeze. She said, no, I just got this car at the shop. They just installed a motor. I said, Pull your hood up. Your car is leaking antifreeze. She said, well, I pull over and see what's smoking. I put my light on that car. I said, look right there. Your radiator is cracked. She said, Well would they change it when they changed my motor? I said, No, that's not a part of a motor swap. She was very grateful to know that her radiator was leaking her antifreeze. So that's a seed I said, I said, it don't cost you nothing. You know, I give myself away. We need to be guilty. Every one of us has something that he has given Everybody us. Everybody has something
4: to give. You're right about that, Apostle. And, I thank yeah. God. and that's you know, why I say you, you have God. to open up your line. You
3: have to open up your line. If God gave you a platform to stand on, if you're not there standing on your platform, that's one problem right there like that's hindering your blessing. You can't, you can't say, well, I've been in so much struggle and pain. I'm being in struggle and pain and hurt every day. Every day. <laughs> that's hurting me right now. But I can't take all those tranquilizers. Well, we pray.
4: We, come, we command that pain to come out of you. We declare, boy, healed, and you deliver, and you have the strength. And divine health to walk pain what free pain and to do the work of God.
3: What is this pain? Some of that David stuff is keeping me humble. My grace is sufficient.
4: God, what grace if, and God what healing if, virtue.
3: What is, that, what is that's my pain? I, I begin to think that, oh, so this pain is to remind me of your grace. See, he didn't put the pain there. But in the midst of all these tornadoes, volcanoes, and tsunamis, and mudslides, fires, floods, would you think that Satan is doing it? But in the midst of it, you need to be glorifying the Lord that you can recover all? Because whatever is lost in the shamble, he said he's going to bring it back to us. He wants to bring back to us the things that the enemy has taken. He wants to bring them back to us, and the only way they're going to get back to us is we what? He said after you help suffer. Now he don't mean for us to go around suffering. Everybody just spitting on us and talking us down. That's not the suffering he's talking about. That's not his suffering. Let's go to the song, and then we're going to open our eyes back up again, and we want Jennings, Amen, Prophet, His to pray uh, for us, for all of us. This is not my kind of music, but this is what my daughter plays. I can't get her to play nothing else. That ain't my kind of music. What? <laughs> When that whole week, you, just, you, 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 you you're you're Too much distraction. <laughs> <laughs> it. Too much distraction.
1: Praise God. Forgiveness
5: goes
3: all Oh, my God. It is God's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyesight. I do thank God this morning, hallelujah, for you coming on the line this morning. We have done the will of the Father, hallelujah, and I'm going to meet with you offline. I want you to pray us out of the room, hallelujah, and then I will meet with you offline and just continue.
4: If you amen, would amen. Um, for anybody that would like to, you know, Apostle, I thank you, and I'm definitely going to send you a free copy of the e-book. And um, I just want to give anybody opportunity, want to get in contact with me. Is it okay if I give out my information, Apostle? Yes, please do. Okay. If anybody want to um, get the book, there's two books. To get, one is forgiveness goes my ways, and another one is eight steps to take before I do. But um, you can contact me, author, it feels good, I am an author, Rosalind M. Jennings. It took me eight years, two months, 20 days to give birth to both of these books. Uh, 412-212-0746, 412-212-0746. Um, the e-book is $2.99, and um, the physical booth, Book is normally eight ninety nine, but if you if you say, well, I heard you on the Apostle Innocent show, I will show them to you like for five dollars because um, with me with this book, it's, it's a dealing with forgiveness. There's so many people, I want to get a promotion to the people to get the book, and I don't you know I don't want nothing to hinder people from getting this book. But it's uh, uh, five dollars if you listen um, to Apostle Innocent show. But contact me, and if you're dealing with any unforgiveness, if you're dealing with something. And you need to get to the root. Um, contact me at 412-212-0746. Because the worst thing in life is to go through something, go through a test, a trial, hurt and pain, and not have, not have the support of and loving and understanding people to help you. You know. And so, just because I suffered by myself, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't want to see nobody to go through what I've gone through last year. Grieving and suffering by myself, I'm I'm going to break the cycle. Often, you know, you know, so we're going to break the cycle. And because we're going through things by ourselves, and nobody cares to care, you know, to call or even showing us the concern, I'm not going to do to you what people have done to me. So I'm going to break that cycle. Amen. Um, I want to pray a prayer. It's called praying against the spirit of rejection and disfavor. Father, I cover everyone on this line with the blood of Jesus. our home, and the blood of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, by the new covenant, I have with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. I take authority in Jesus' name and break every curse of rejection. I take authority in Jesus' name and break every curse of disappointment, misfortune, mistreatment, physical abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, abusive relationships, injustice, and disfavor in Jesus' name. I release everyone in their family from the curse of rejection and disfavor in Jesus' name. I break every covenant of anyone in a family they have made with the demon of rejection, disfavor. In Jesus' name, I renounce and denounce the spirit of rejection and disfavor. In Jesus' name, from today, you spirit of rejection, disappointment, abuse, disfavor, you have no more power, dominion over anyone. In Jesus' name, I bind and cast out of everyone life the strong one rejection disfavor. From today, I declare decree by faith that you will no more be rejected or accepted, that I am accepted, no more hated, but loved, that I am loved, no more denied, but accepted, that I am accepted, no more disappointed, but say I'm appointed to fulfill my destiny in Jesus' name. If anyone out there um, wants to rededicate their life to Christ or uh, want to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, just say, Jesus, I repent from my sins, no, no, no known and unknown, coming to my heart, I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Please contact Apostle Anderson, and um, and we're here for you to pray for you, and we pray that God will lead and direct you to a right church, a Bible-fulfilled church that will, you know, that will teach you and you will grow. And we thank God for each and one of you, and we thank God that each of us can walk in forgiveness and love and break the cycle that we're not going to do to others what others have done to us. God bless you, Pastor, and thank you for allowing me to share my book that took eight years, two months, forty days. Forgiveness goes both ways. God bless everyone. Thank you.
0: Hallelujah.
3: Amen. Glory to God. That telephone just keeps on ringing. I am going to uh, give you a shout. We do thank God uh, this morning for um, all that uh, uh, he has brought to our understanding. And uh, I know that he's going to do something great and marvelous. And I know that he owns a cow of a thousand hills. He owns every substance that we need. We just have to just begin to just praise and thank him and glorify him. You know, we have to know that he's a God that lead in putting the paint where there's no wall. And I'm living I'm living my life today uh in a way that I'm not looking at the storm, amen. Um I speak to the storm and I command the storm not to come around here tearing up stuff and, and I and I have exactly what I say. If you begin to speak to your situation and take all negative out of it and just decree it, declare it, and walk in what you believe today. I know that you're going to overcome. I know that you're going to walk. I know that your life is going to line up according to the word of God. It's not all in material things, but let me tell you something. If you go around calling yourself blessed, the people, they are looking at what you possess. Well, we don't possess anything. He possesses us. By him possessing us, we in turn, we don't pray uh, uh, every day for something like a material thing, we just glorify him. and said, Lord, I thank you. The other day I was driving. I said, Lord, I need some money. I could do something for some money. And then he said, turn around. So I turned around. I went back to the pawn shop. I'm saying in my mind, I don't want nothing from the pawn shop. The pawn shop wasn't open. All this stuff was sitting outside. I was looking at a lawnmower. The man walked up to me and said, I need a chipper. Well, I had picked up a chipper off the side of the road because it looked new. I had it about a year. I put it out on the trash at my house because I don't need it. I don't need no chipper. I have big equipment to chip up some stuff or something, you know. So I put it out there two days. No junk man would pick it up. They passed by. They act like my junk got disease on (laughs) So That just shows you how twisted their mind is. So I put the thing back, uh, and my wife said, throw that thing away. So I was going to put it out for the trash like today is trash. But I said, I'm putting it in my storage. I put it in the storage. The man said, I need a chipper. I said, I got just what you need. What's your phone number? I called the man. The man said, well, I made it home. I took the thing right into to the man. I looked online. It was $145. I took the $75, and I had been saying, Lord, I need a pedicure, manicure. I need to take care of myself. I went right. I right got me a pedicure, manicure, $75. So the Lord would take something. You know, all you have to do is just speak and say, Lord, I just thank you today. I'm going to, and he'll bring it to pass. I don't need to bring nothing to pass. All I need to do is just speak and stop being negative about it. Just say, Lord, I just thank you. And so well, I just I thank speak. you Did you provided yes,
4: yes,
3: for me I'm today. Thank out. you, God. If you want a new call, go to the new call out. It may be a man died out of the Holy Spirit. I was going to church when I was about 26 and a young lady was standing in the bank, was a member of the church. She drove up in the church with a new van.
5: She
7: drove mm. up
3: in there testified how that she was standing there trying to make out a deposit slip or a withdrawal, and the woman beside her said, the Lord is telling me to give you my van. Straight up. And the woman went outside and gave the girl the van. So if you don't think like that, If you're not fellowshipping with believers to believe that God will set something before you, something that you can't imagine, if you start thanking him for it, we spend a lot of time. God, you know my need. Oh, Lord, Lord. (laughs) He said, ask. Okay, now I asked him today, should I keep asking him? The Bible said in Isaiah 59, it said his hands ain't short, his heels ain't full of wax where he can't hear you. The problem is, Matthew 22, we're we in error because we don't know Scripture. So if you don't know Scripture, you don't have the power of God. I walk in Scripture because that's what I have to do is talk to my own foolish mind and tell my own foolish mind that the Bible says in Luke ten nineteen, nothing by any means shall hurt me. Mm. Fearful. I used to be fearful of letting the top down uh, in that little car. Is somebody going to throw something over in the car. Now, what kind of guy is that? Why would he give me a convertible? Come on, that? Why would he give me a convertible car for me to sit there and oh, think that somebody's going to toss something over in the car on me?
4: Doc, <laughs> oh, I want to say something. To all no, of the, to, to all the um, single um, people, single men and women, um, not just because I wrote this book on a step because God just spoke to me about, uh, start thanking God. Father, I thank you that my husband is safe for real. He's so loving, yes. he's supportive, he, he, you know, he's emotionally, financially stable. He loves you yes. like he's going to love me. I thank you. We're going to do, you know, we're going to work together. We got to start thanking God for our preacher mate. If you believe in God for yes. a husband, those out there, what type you want a husband that loves God? That's going to be there for you emotionally, spiritually, financially. You're going to work together. Your partners are going to be the work of God together. Amen. You're going to have friendship. And you're going to love each other. You're going to be supportive to each other. Pray for each other. Pass for each other. So start thanking God for your husband and for your wife. That's what I have to say.
3: Wow. Hallelujah. That is so powerful. Oh my God, that is so powerful! <laughs> Hallelujah! I just feel this morning the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, and He told me to leave David Wilkerson on the line ministering to the people, and I'm going to get my other line and I'm going to call you, but I'm going to uh, let the David Wilkerson minister to the people. He now, I have kept
7: the faith. I can say that honestly. I know that I'm going to be tested on my faith till Jesus comes, but I know that not every trial in my life is a test of faith because I know in recent years especially from the death of our granddaughter, 12-year-old Tiffany, and the strength and the faith that he gave me in that ordeal, that I never once shouted in that moment. And I came out of that saying, thank God I know whom I have believed, and I know God has a plan. God would not hurt me. He would not hurt the family. He is a God of love and mercy. He has a plan. I give this over to you by faith. And I've gone
0: through serious trials since then, and I have seen God allow that faith to mature. I fought a good fight. Think about the present trial that you're going through right now.
7: Let's talk about the ordeal, the affliction, the suffering that God has allowed into your life.
0: Talk to you just as a father. Have you accused God at this time of
7: needlessly taking you through something? You said, I, I've been tested so much, but this is too much. Have you questioned God? Have you been having doubts or fears? Have you just felt like giving up? You know, I don't need to go to church anymore. I don't need to pursue the Bible. It doesn't seem to be working. We don't say it in those kind of words, but those thoughts race through our mind. is, Is that how you are reacting to your difficult time, your hour of trial? Or... And this is what I believe. this is what I believe most, and many of many and most of you are here. If you know the Lord, if you're a lover of Christ. You're able to sit here at this service this morning while I preach this message and say, Pastor Dave, I know whom I believe. I know that God has given me a confidence in him. I love my Lord, and I'm gonna fight this, I'm gonna to come through this victorious. I don't doubt it. I know God has a purpose in it. You see. Your faith is matured. And God doesn't have to take you through that. No, matter how many tests do you go through before you pass? You, you know, many of you have not failed that test. I'm not saying that there won't be tests, but there comes a time when God is going after more than faith. It's not just faith he's trying to get from us, you see. God is preparing a bride for his son. He's preparing. Many of you don't know, but the test, what you're going through now is not a test. It's more than that. God is looking for more than that. This bride that he's preparing for his son is getting a new home. And Jesus is the founder and the maker, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I just read to you the Scripture. Isaiah saw a picture of a new world. He said, God God is creating a new world and a new heaven. This world that we are in now is going to vanish, the Scripture says. It's going to pass away. And God is going to bring new galaxies into create. He's creating it now. The word create in Hebrew is to bring into being. He said, I'm creating a new heaven and a new earth. And you see, what you're going through now is not testing, but training. Because in this new world where there will be no pain, no devil, no trial, no testing, in this new world where there will be no sun and the moon, nor stars, because he will be the son of our life. This new world will be populated with brand new bodies. That body that goes down into the grave is not the body that's coming out of the grave. It's a new body with a new DNA of the Holy Spirit. It's the DNA of Christ himself. You can't tell me God's going to populate that new world with lazy
0: saints who are covetous and living nothing but for materialism? How did God get Egypt or the children of Israel out of Egypt? See, there's a promised land that represents
7: where we're going into this new world. This was a new world for them, and God had to allow affliction. They had to be taken into a furnace. Everything had to become hard-pressed so that they could be weaned out of Egypt. They would have never accepted this call to go. They would have settled down with their meats and onions and garlics and all of their fancy salads and say, we are bread to eat. This is heaven. Because you see, we have a whole generation now like eat this. was at that time? have a generation doesn't want to heaven. They don't talk about it. Do you hear anybody in the new generation, this modern generation, talking about going to heaven? See, they don't want heaven because that's an interruption. That interrupts my good life. Rich man said recently, you know, they call them toys, the, the Mercedes. and, the, and if you have a Mercedes, place, I hope God gives you a Rolls Royce. I, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. But you see, those are toys. They call them toys. And one rich man wrote this, and it, I think it's a travesty, said, he who dies with the most toys wins. And this is the attitude of so many in this modern age. They don't want heaven. There's a preacher that preached here in the Northeast, and I have heard, heard him say, I don't want heaven by and by, and the week by and by. I want my mansion now. You see, they don't want heaven. They don't want to talk about a new world. We, we hear the secularists in America and around the world talking about the new world order. They have no idea what they're talking about. The new world order is the new creation that
0: Isaiah is talking about, a new heaven and a new earth. And Isaiah said, the old will
7: not come into mind. The old world, folks, went one minute into glory, one minute into eternity. Your trials that you're going through now, you will not even remember. All everything of this old world will pass away. Only the love, the love of God, the love of family is going to to be able to pierce that new world and enter that new world. But this is all passing away. If God had to go into Egypt and cause trial after trial to wean them away until they were ready to go, until they cried enough of this, I don't want this world, I don't want this environment, I don't want to be in an Egypt anymore. And when the Lord said go, they were ready to go. Many of us do not realize that we needed to be weaned. Sometimes God sees us going into a materialistic way. Sometimes things in our life getting out of control by our own foolishness. Sometimes other times that there are people that Satan enrages, he enrages them to come against you. And, and the Bible says that's, that's the dregs of the cup. And the Bible says God chooses out of the fiery furnace. He chooses those that are in the fiery furnace because he has eternal purpose. God is after something. Because, you see, you can have faith and still not want to have a, you don't have a longing for Christ to be with him. You can have faith. And you can move mountains, but you don't have love. You have nothing, the scripture says. You see, you can be tested, and you can come out with a glowing faith, but the Lord wants more than that. He wants to get you out of the camp. The Bible said Jesus suffered outside the camp. He said, therefore, let us go with you outside the camp. And until God takes you outside the camp, that's the world. That's the spirit of this age. That's this lust and covetousness, for materialism. God blesses his people. God, anything that you have, you give him thanks. I live in a nice home. I drive a nice car. But you see, we have a Christianity today, and millions of Christians, these things are getting a hold of their heart, and they don't have that longing, that yearning to go and be with Christ. Paul said, I am caught between two dilemmas. He said, I am a dilemma caught between two forces. He said, There's something in me that yearns and longs. So I want to go and be with the Lord. That was not a morbid fixation on death. He was a well used man. He was a man who did everything with his powerfully about his days and fullness. But Paul said, I have in me a longing, a yearning to be with the Lord face to face. And if that is not in us, if we don't have that constant yearning, if we don't have the new Jerusalem state of mind, if, if we are lingering here, you see, Jesus suffer outside the camp, outside the ecclesiastical system, outside the political system, outside of society, rejected, outside the gate, outside the camp that pushed him out. And, and God has a wonderful way of pushing us out the gate away from the things of the world and the attractions. This bride of Christ that God is preparing for his son. God has to see that journey. He said, if I'm going to give my son to you, and if I give you my son, I want to know that there's no other attraction in your life. I want to know there's no other longing. I want to know that he's everything. And I want to know that you want to be with him bodily face to face and that that's your dream, and, you're, and that's your goal in your heart, that you want to be with the Lord.
0: He, Paul said the guy is king. He, he was not in this world. Abraham
7: said, I'm a sojourner. I'm an alien, I'm a foreigner. In the promised land, the Bible said he was looking for something. There was a constant journey every time he got up every day. This church and this longing of heart. He said, I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. The same city that Isaiah is talking about and prophesying about. A new Jerusalem.
0: The home of Christ and his beloved for eternity. And sitting here this morning, how about yesterday and this past week or this past month?
7: Has there ever been thoughts of going home? You've never had thoughts of saying, Jesus, I just want to be with you. I want to be with you in that new world. Now, we know his presence is with us. We talked about seeing Christ face-to-face in the spirit. But you see, these spirits of ours have to be trained. This body, I'm going to get a new body like unto his, the scripture says. He said that which goes into the ground is not that which comes out. But you see, the spirit that I have this morning, the Bible said, worship him in spirit and in truth. So the worship that I have, what I'm learning in the way of worship, what I'm learning in the way of praise, this training for that day, how Would you and I expect that suddenly Christians who who just live in constant anxiousness live as though God were dead. Those that don't know how to praise their way through their trial. And that's the only way you're going to come out of your trial is to praise your way out, to worship your way out. You can come here and praise God in the flesh. You can come here and praise him in your body with your bodily mouth and bodily lips. But you see, you can do all of that without praising in the spirit. Your spirit could be somewhere else. Your spirit could be in the worry world. It could be there fretting outside of your body. Your spirit. God says, I'm after your spirit. I want to change your spirit so that you worship me in spirit and truth. And when you come home, and when you see me, and you embrace me, you will have already been a praiser. You will learn in your spirit to worship,
0: and your spirit will be one with my spirit. Brother, sister, what you're going through is a
7: training process. You're in school, the school of praise, the spiritual school of
0: true worship of heart and soul, mind and body. Behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not
7: be remembered nor come into your mind. Be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing and her people for joy. Now listen to that. God saying, behold, I am creating a new world order. But for that world order, that new world, is a world of rejoicing. He said, I've created it as a house, as a place of rejoicing. He said, but I'm doing something else. Now, remember the word create here in Hebrew is bringing something into being. And God said, I, I am creating a, a people. I'm putting together a body. I'm putting together the bridehood for my son. I'm, I'm doing that. I'm creating that. And, and Scripture says these prophets were looking the future, speaking to our age, the Bible says. They were speaking to those of the last days. And he saw that city, and he saw God preparing and creating this new city. He was bringing it into being. And even now, that world is under construction. You know, our God is so big, you could take this entire cosmic, entire all the planets and all of the galaxies that even man can't see. And the Lord is so great. God is so big and so mighty. He can have a whole new system, whole new galaxies, even populated where his saints are kings and priests and rulers. That's beyond my comprehension. I know you want to go there because when I get Jesus, it's going to be big and broad enough.
0: In him are the worlds unlimited and unknown. But you see, said, I'm preparing the people for that prepared place.
7: And there is no way in to conceptualize how that can happen
0: except by through the furnace, through the suffering, and through the tribulation. And
7: for the most part, I would say that many of you that are going through because, you see, the closer you get to Jesus, the longer you walk with him and the more you trust him, the more severe your trial is going to be. It's going to be very, very severe sometimes. Because he said, I am making something. I am creating something here.
0: And he's sculpturing it and he's working It's so far beyond me, but I I, I do know
7: that it's very important how we react to our trials, in our trials. How are you reacting now, what you're going through? How are you reacting to the difficulty that you're even now enduring? You know, you you can just... Give up, and many are giving up all over the country and around the world. We see them. They're just quitting. They said, well, I'm not mad at God. I'm just going to go my way. I can't live under that intensity. I can't go that way because when I get close to the Lord, more I suffer. Yes, you do. But then you, you have something that others often do not have, and that's the glory and power and the understanding of the ways of the comforter You know how now to face the devil and all the powers of hell and be unshaken. And God has to have a people who cannot waver, who will not be shaken in the dark, dark times that are coming.
0: Where does he find these men? Where does he find these women? He finds them in the furnace. Go to Hebrews. Uh, Well, no, I've been there. I don't want to go to Hebrews. Abraham said, for here
7: we do not have a lasting city, but we're seeking the city which is to come. Let us go forth unto them outside the camp,
0: bearing his reproach. The Bible says if we suffer with him, we shall also be glorified together.
7: Paul the apostle said, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's going to be revealed in us. Paul said, in your trial, stop a minute. And get your eyes on eternity. Get your eyes on what is to come. The Bible said Jesus endured the suffering for the joy that was set before him all through his ministry and time on earth. He had his mind fixed on the joy
0: of that new world. Please understand that as a believer established in the Word of God, there's, not a,
7: there's hardly any believer that loves Jesus hearing me right now who is not established in the Word. You have the Word hidden in your heart. You have promises that can be brought to attention at any moment. You've been well supplied. God has said that nothing befalls us but what he will make
0: a way for us to endure. And how you react is so
7: important because th- there's a danger if we don't immediately do what Isaiah told the children of Israel to do. If, 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 if he came to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem had gone through some severe Testing severe trials and afflictions, incredible. They were staggered, so stupefied, they were sitting in the dust. And Isaiah came on the scene. He, he, he was shocked. He said, these are God's
0: people with all the promises. Look at them. Zion is sitting in the dust with a chain around her neck. Go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 52. Isaiah 52, verses 1 through 3. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion.
7: Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee, the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the fans of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For thus saith the Lord, you sold yourself for nothing, you should be redeemed without money. Lord, help me now to speak what you're putting on my mind. Help me to see it. And I want you, congregation, to pray, God, give you insight and give you ears to hear and eyes to see what the prophet Isaiah is saying. Because you see, we are spiritual Zion. And those of us that are sitting here now going through the time of our life, are going through the most difficult time in affliction. You see this this Zion of Jerusalem, historical Jerusalem, the people this this is uh, speaking metaphorically but these people were so stupefied, so overcome by their sufferings, they just
0: sat down feeling weak no strength. And they had cast off
7: their robes. They cast off their other garments. And they're sitting there saying, I have no strength. I am so weak. I am so undone. I, 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 have, I have no, there's no good thing in me. And Isaiah comes on the scene and he, he said to those in the dust, Shake yourself from the dust. Rise and sit down. Put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments. Who is our strength but Jesus Christ? What is our garment but the garment of righteousness? The robe of righteousness. The Bible says, the, the prophet said, Shake thyself from the dust. Now, you can sit in your problem and ask for some kind of great miracle. And God is a miracle-working God, but there's something he expects of us. He said, I want you to lose yourself from this chain that's on you, this chain of despair, this chain of worry about the future, worrying about family, worrying about health, worrying about all these things. He said, you are bound by fetters of weariness fetters of discouragement and anguish. He said, shake yourself. Give yourself a lecture. Do whatever you have to say. I don't have to be in despair. I don't have to feel this way. You have the power in you. You have the authority in you to stand up and take your place seated with Christ in a heavenly place. and say, this is a lie. God is not against me. I'm not going through this because I'm a wicked, evil person. I'm going through this because I'm being trained to preach, uh, to praise God and to worship. A few weeks ago, a wave of despair, a wave of something out here, in the, in the the prophet's talking about the uncircumcised and the unclean coming against us. Those are the powers of hell, the uncircumcised devils. Evil powers of iniquity come. And, and, and I just sat down in the den in our house and I said, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. You ever had that you don't know? I don't know where this came from, but I don't. I just don't... Feel very righteous. I don't feel like doing anything. You you know how you go on and on and you're down and you've lost your strength and you cast off your faith on that holy carpet God's put on your back. And I I was walking up the stairs. In the middle of the stairs, the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, David, stop it. Stop it right here. That's flesh. You have power over the flesh through the Spirit that abides in you. And I got orders. David, be
0: glad in the Lord. Pre charge to the Lord. That was no test of
7: faith. The faith wasn't wounded. I'm going to close in just a minute, but remember the the, the three Hebrews showed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and and, and they're thrown into this furnace heated seven times hotter. That was no test of faith; it was faith that put them there. Did you get it? we will say, well, well, what is it? God was training three Hebrew children for glory. Because when the king looked in, he bends over and he looks in that fire. And I'll tell you, he sees four men. He he turns to his says, didn't we put three men in here? And they were all found. Look at them dancing. And that fourth one looks like a god. It looks like the Son of God.
0: And I know what Jesus said as soon as he manifested himself. Gentlemen,
7: get up, you're not found anymore. Get up! Folks, we get bound by our own thoughts, by allowing these things to overpower us. And the word from the Lord right now is saying, I allow God to stop that. But you see, the king and that political system didn't listen to their holy lives, didn't listen to their preaching, didn't listen to their testimony. God said, I'm going to give them. lesson. I'll a lesson. I'm going to give them something they're going to hear and see. What was it? Three saints are done in the worst trial that could ever behold mankind. And there they are, seeing Christ in his reality. There they are. And the king is saying, their God is going to be my God. Folks, look around. You don't look far. Fourth man is right in your furnace. Fourth man is
0: right there. Let's stand. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. And I want you to listen closely. There are many, many of you
7: here, godly saints, lovers of Christ. You've never heard it before, probably. You may not want to believe it.
0: But often, it's been
7: your faith that puts you in this situation. It's your faith. God says, now, I'm going to take that faith and I'm going to put it in divine order. I'm going to make it pure gold. This is coming out of this fire. Divine purpose. A yearning heart. Weaned from the spirit of this age. Weaned. So that there's a growing desire to be with the Lord. Yes, I'm going to work while well, it's that day. I'm going to do everything that God empowers me to do that in it all and through it all I'm going to have my eyes on the new Jerusalem. Heavenly Father, you spoke to my heart that there would be a number of people here this morning, some that make this, their church home and others that walk into this building in the annex here in the man auditorium who are, who are really, truly up against Something they can't get over, they can't understand, it's beyond them. And Lord, you you have to do something for us this morning so that this is not just a pep talk, but there's something of truth that pierces the heart and lays hold of it. And new hope and new faith rises that God has a purpose. The Lord is training me. The Lord is working leading me and creating me a longing to leave this world for his world and not be tied, not be distracted. In Jesus' name. Now, if the message this morning was something that is yours, in other words, you stand here right now saying, Pastor Dave, that you're talking about me, I am truly going through it. And there are some, I would like to come down, if, I want you to come down if you 1st I've, I've been on the break, I've been pretty close to saying I can't go anymore. I can't live like this. I invite you to step out of your seat and come here in the annex, here in the main auditorium, upstairs, go to the stairs on either side and help so, us, I, I have got to touch God I've got to, I don't want to leave this house the way I came in. Now, if you don't know Christ, if if you're not walking with Jesus, if you have known Him, if you've slipped away from your love for Him, you've grown cold or indifferent, We invite you at the Holy Spirit's talker to come and join these that are coming. Now, if you don't know the Lord as Savior, all you have to do is right now say, Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, I give it all to you. Jesus, I trust you. I trust you with my life. I don't have to lead you in prayer. You say that right now where you stand. And the Lord said he's more willing to give than you are to receive. He's more willing to forgive than you are to be forgiven. So right now, say, Jesus, at this moment, in this place, I surrender my life to you. Just say it right now. You can whisper it. He, if he can read your mind, he can hear your whisper just say, Lord, here I am. If you've been Lord, I'm coming home. I'm coming back to your arms. Lord Jesus, draw me now, and I'll run after you. Do that right now. And the rest of you that are in the aisles and here, folks, the whole church is now in the annex, all of us, in the annex. The Lord Spirit is moving there as well as in this auditorium. And the Bible said God inhabits the praises of his people. And I want you to pray... I want you to praise the Lord as though you were getting home right now. And I'll tell you what, if, if, if God somehow could just manifest himself, and we saw manifestation, and, and the Lord said, uh, let's go. Follow me. And he took you right through that tissue that separates time internal eternity and you break through. I'm going to tell you, you would not be standing there like you're standing now. You would not be standing. I would not be here. I would be leaping. I would be dancing. I would be praising God. The, the truth is, he said he could come at any moment. The truth is, I may be prophesying right now. I don't know. But, but we are, we, this is not your citizenship. You you, you have a paper, yes. Thank God. I love America. But this is not my home. We are sojourning. We're passing on. We're passing through. We're doing all. <laughs> <laughs> What in the annex here made unturned, we're not working something up. My Bible said, Make a loud, joyful noise unto the Lord. If, if heaven, the new heaven, new earth that's being created, under construction, even now, if God said, I created that as a place of praise and rejoicing and joy. You do it. This is your turn. He wouldn't tell you to loosen those bands if you couldn't do it. He said, you loosen those bands. You shake them off by a step of face out. I will
0: not take this anymore. My God is with us.
3: This is the conclusion of the message. It's so, oh, all of them, they, uh, I'm trying to close this up. Oh, I?
0: Let me mute my phone.